Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And today, uh, it is my great pleasure to bring you an awesome chat with the current Lights Class Supercross champion himself, Jay Wilson. Uh, Jay is, I don't know, maybe one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, He is a guy that has experienced all the ups and all the downs of racing, uh, won a world title as a as a um, as a junior, Australia's first ever world champion, and then was sort of just expected to to go and kill it in uh, the seniors, and he has, but it sort of hasn't gone as easy as I guess anyone would hope their career has gone. Um, his younger brother D almost died in 2015, which is the same year that Jay ended up winning his first senior championship. Um, he then went to Europe, which was a disaster. He missed the birth of his child, um, which he had at 22. So there's a lot of, um, I I think the thing I took away the most is like most people would have quit if they went through what Jay, um, you know, has been through in his, you know, career as like a super young dude. Um, but yeah, he ended up winning the championship, the Supercross championship last year. Um, and just, I guess, getting that redemption. Um, it's an amazing story, super nice dude, um, and I'm uh, stoked we got to get it done right before he defends his championship, which is kicking off in Brisbane October 12, next Saturday night, um, which we will be in attendance for. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the legends at MX Store. Uh, you can go to mxstore.com.au. Pretty sure Jay does some stuff with those guys too, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I will be doing another trip to MX Store before I race the Transmoto in Stroud for the last event. So I'll be uh, doing my little uh, pre-event MX Store stop. Uh, we actually we had someone comment on our YouTube channel the other day that said MX Store has the fastest shipping on planet Earth. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's an ad from uh, one of the Gypsy Gang, not even from me. Uh, those dudes kill it. So head to mxstore.com.au or you can go into their showroom in Burley. Uh, you can find all of the information on their website. Uh, secondly, just got to give a shout out to all of the lords at Rival Inc. You can head to Rival Inc. Design Co com and you can get anything sticker related for your bike jersey helmets the whole deal um you can also use the code gypsy gang or gypsy tails and that's going to give you 15 percent off your entire order uh, which is a massive saving on uh, on a graphic kit that's a uh 
full graphics kit, the whole deal, they, they definitely don't come cheap with the materials. Um, so yeah, 15% will definitely help you out. Uh, the 2020 bikes coming out. So if you've got a new bike, it is time to stick it that bad girl up with, uh, rival Inc. Also just got to give a massive shout out to the guys at the Nobby nation. Uh, nobby.com is where you go. You sign up, it's $20 a month. You get a fresh pair of deadly duds every month. A uh, little Christmas present I'm wearing, uh, right now I'm wearing, I think I'm wearing this month's. I got lost because I opened two at the same time because I was away. Uh, but they've got the, this pretty rad little shark design, which I'm I'm into. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely cool seeing what they come up with. Like every single month, they're just churning out these really cool, uh, unique designs. And as always, still getting a bunch of uh, bunch of DMs from people saying that they've signed up and uh, they're not disappointed which uh i don't think you could be um so yeah thank you very much to everybody for listening you can head over to our instagram at gypsy tales podcast you can also subscribe to our youtube channel um which is gypsy tales podcast as well on youtube and if you're feeling generous leave us a cheeky little five star itunes review uh that definitely helps us out as well appreciate all of your time thank you for listening and uh thank you to jay wilson for coming in and sharing uh his pretty amazing story jay wilson <laughs> the champ is in the building what's happening bro not much man just uh thought i'd pop in and have a chat it's yeah, uh, a little, little bit nervous but i'm excited little drive by eh? <laughs> yeah uh burley crew so uh yeah thought i'd come in you so you were running in your race bike today eh? yeah running in the race bikes uh doing a shakedown on them so it was pretty cool How, um, how's that thing feeling yeah they're solid uh, i mean going off last year you know we, we were pretty late getting that bike i raced it at coolham uh nationals and it was a standard bike and um we didn't do a lot of work you know we did some airbox mods and a pipe and fuel and we were good to go race and that's why i won the championship on last year you know so we've had a year to develop the bike and it's uh I, i'm i'm impressed man we're uh, picking up some good numbers on it but just overall it's it's the strongest 250 i've rode so uh i'm excited to get racing and uh yeah it the bikes i'm i'm loving it (laughs) that's it it feels like um yamaha's got by far the best 250 at the moment which it sort of was like it was like it was cowie for a long time and then it was kdm and now it's yamaha and i mean and i feel like in the 250 class being on the team with the best bike is actually a really big advantage yeah i mean uh, i mean at coolham last year in australia you know we're you can do it on, on a good bike, you know, like you can do it on a standard bike that's got fuel and or even if on a standard bike. I proved that at Coolham yeah. uh, last year. I won a moto on, moto on a standard bike. So, and was um, it full standard, like type? Yeah, uh, we had Acropovic pipe because of the GYTR yeah, um, package. Okay. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we had race race fuel and a standard pipe and just chuck my forks and bars on it. So, um, you know, you can do that, um, yeah. but it just makes it a little bit uh easier to do it for a longer distance uh having a bit more power and obviously takes the stress off on the start a little bit as well but is that like the only difference you reckon for a factory bike like what that weekend you race come on, what are you missing uh just time really we just didn't have time on the bike and oh, but when you ride it like compared like a stock bike like that bike you race compared to like a full-blown factory bike like what are you sitting there going like fuck i wish it had this uh that just more time really for testing like yeah. suspension that was the biggest thing because we went from a an old fra- uh, we went to a new frame the 2020 bike changed so much you know so i just didn't have time on it and um suspension was 
probably the biggest thing. Like, if the bike handles good, then you're pretty good. All the bikes are pretty competitive yeah. out of the box, you know. The Japanese, and they spend so much money and time developing these bikes. And that's one of the things that I te- uh, like I speak about at my coaching as well. Like, the schools that I run is that mini bike parents, they spend so much money and invest so much money in all this sort of stuff, you know. But as a junior, I you speak to Todd Borders, he didn't have a lot of stuff as Same a junior. Same with DNA. Yeah, I mean my dad was always like well when you can ride that thing and it's got nothing left then we'll get a pipe yeah i just had standard bikes as a junior and um that's the thing that the the japanese spend so much time and money developing these bikes they're good from the package like from from the base you know so um they're a good starting point for us but we don't even adventure too far from the the base setting you know like we just try to make it a little bit more rider friendly um in our area like the area for me um mm. you know like they are a solid package and the yamaha have done an awesome job developing this new bike and you can see that uh, how solid it is at the moment and uh even in america the star bikes man they're impressive so um we're we're solid at the moment i feel like we've got a good package and we're just ready to go racing yeah did, did you feel like you guys had much of an off season for supercross because it feels like in over here people don't start riding supercross straight away i feel like aussies actually do get a bit of an off season right yeah i mean it's pretty pretty chilled season for us i wish in a way that we sort of smashed through our racing a little bit easier so then we did actually have proper time off but um and it's easy to stay fitter and healthier well not healthier but easier to maintain your fitness when you're constantly racing because Mm -hmm. you know you come home you got to recover that week and then you're ramp it up for a week but then you're going into a race like if you're just going race to race like uh, that was the thing that i used to speak to josh coppins about racing gps and all the gp guys they don't ride a whole lot through the week because they're race they're, they're riding race they're program, riding yeah. so much on the weekends so um for us it's a little bit difficult like that and then you throw a seven week break in there it's it's a little bit difficult and hard that, to stay that motivated is weird that, that they do that like i mean i'm sure there's a reason why but like <coughs> it does seem quite strange to have that much of a break yeah when guys are like there's momentum because like as an I, athlete i think like, the i think the thing that they try to like sell it to us is that like for the uh, the privateers to save money up and they can go again for the second half of the season um but uh, yeah I, i'm not really sure on the whole reasoning of it um you know I, I understand it's good to have that break but maybe not for that long yeah. but it is what it is you know we've all got to deal with it and um yeah it's it's it is what it is i just if that's what i've got got to do i've yeah, got to do so, yeah, yeah yeah exactly and that's uh with supercross i mean going from motocross into supercross i had three weeks off um it was hard to keep me off the bike for that long like i was wanting to go straight away but i had to be smarter about it you know and even in that um, mid-season break i was quite sick in the season so i just had to have a little bit of time off at the start of that mid-season break mm. purely because i've got a long season ahead of me the the next like two years and next year is going to be uh quite full on for me as well and that's what we looked at at the start of the year tried to plan out mm. when my breaks were going to be and actually taking the opportunity to have that time off because go from uh, when we start supercross here i've got two weekends off and then through supercross season then two weekends after the final round i go to america to race five the first five rounds of the american supercross so it's going to be like quite intense but uh then once we finish that we roll back into our australian motocross championship and i have yeah. to come back and get ready for that so it's going to be quite intense and i have to just try to be a bit smarter with 
capitalizing on those uh, those gain uh, those breaks that I get to have. Yeah, and uh, also spend some time with the family. Yeah, you're you're one of like the the real thinking guys of like we were joking about it the other day, like that you're <laughs> the an overthinker. overthinker. Yeah, yeah, but like you do really think about stuff and you do plan your racing out, and it's like. But have you always been like that do you think or is that something that's come recently or uh i think probably just the people that i surround myself with um yeah, that misty's pretty onto shit right? yeah, yeah yeah misty's solid with that stuff and she understands how i work and she knows i need to have a break and i'm not the type of person that just needs to ride five seven days a week you know yeah. I, I don't work like that i need to actually have downtime and enjoy life um so it's very important for me to actually chill out a little bit yeah. and have time away from riding a motorbike i feel like sometimes like i've been sick and i'll turn up to a race and i'll win it you know like going into gimpy i didn't ride for two weeks yeah. leading into gimpy and then won that that national um but it's just uh i've got to be smart with that stuff and i've got a good group of people around me like um dealing like with mike ward and josh coppins like i've got the best people around me that i believe in and it's just we try to be on top of it and um i believe in what they put in front of me and if they've got a plan then i'll um run with it you're one of the dudes like i was thinking about it before you come on you're you're one of the guys in the industry that like people seem to be super loyal to and there is a lot of it's the nature of the industry like i think when people chop and change it's not as much it's not like it's a reflection on them as like they suck or they're bad or whatever but that's the way the industry generally works whereas you're sort of the opposite like you've really had like the same circle for like a long ass time yeah i mean like it's got to speak uh, yeah. to you as a person like that there's got to be a reason why that you know yeah. what i mean yeah i mean it's i don't know how long i got this job for you know like i got to appreciate every moment that i have with it and um make the most of it and you know they don't have to take, uh, send me to go racing they don't yeah. like that what gains to a lot of the you know like look at gavin eels for example he invests a lot of his own money into that team um he doesn't have to do that, but he loves it and he chooses to do it. So it's cool um, yeah. for those sort of people. Like Josh Coppins as well. Like I'm, Those guys have had my back for such a long time and I have my own little group, I guess, inside of a, a group of like a team. Yeah, so yeah. like I have, we call it like t- uh, team six. So yeah. like um, I have that little group that I'm like quite close with and I don't really venture too far out. But um yeah, I don't know. I just, I try to appreciate everything and be thankful for everything that I, I get, you know, because who knows when this is going to yeah. be over and I could have to go, like, I, I, at some point I'm going to have to go get a nine five job. Like, that's reality, you know, and I just, I try to enjoy it as much as possible and like I said, be, be thankful. Yeah, people. yeah, just, and just enjoy it. Like, that's the thing. Be thankful for what people are doing and um, just show appreciation for yeah. it. So. Yeah, because like, with even with Jats and Dad, it's like they've just got a thing and yeah. it works, and that's like, you you know, Jats doesn't want to step too far outside of that. It's like that's he's got that circle. Yeah, and you're another dude that's like that. Yeah, I think you just you build a little group that you you can trust, and um, it's like family for me, I guess. Like it's it's a I've got a little group that I can bounce things off, and um, they have. Uh, opinions on what i should do and i always like with wardy and josh you know i'm I'm always speaking to them what they think and um they have their uh, my best interest at hand and um i believe in what they're saying you know so like there's always times when i'm calling up josh and asking him questions and what he thinks i should do and they've been a massive part in 
putting this American deal together for me as well. And, you know, well, like 12, oh, when we won the Supercross Championship, that was what I wanted to do. And that was something I was quite vocal about to them, um, wanting to race Supercross. And I always thought I had to go the European route to get to America. Yeah. But I don't have to do that. That was just what I created was that that's the path I have to take because I saw Chad do it. I saw all those those guys do it. And, um, yeah, I just... I was quite vocal to them that that's what I wanted to do and uh, at the Supercross last year we thought we needed 12 months just to actually sort it out and do it properly and that's where we're at and I've worked with that little group that I have um, with my wife as well and we've just been putting this thing together to go to America and that's like that's the whole thing is that I just have that tight group group that I rely on I guess in a way and I bounce things off and we work together and it's awesome I wouldn't change it you know and I've been quite lucky to find the people earlier on in my career I guess to actually um talk to talk to them and bounce things off was there was there experiences that you had with other people that weren't very positive that then led you to like when you did find that group you're like okay this is you know or because some people can get like burned and then they're like then they go like no you know what no new friends this is the no i I think uh, i was just so like i just just wanted to do well as a kid so i was like just jumping at every opportunity and there was uh yeah i don't know i just i think i was so lost as a kid like i was like i'd I'd see todd at the track or like mossy and all those guys at the track and i'd be like they're just doing laps so i'm just gonna jump on the back and chase and do laps as well and in 15 2015 when i um I moved in uh, like row with Josh Coppins and did a privateer deal out of a van and we won the championship. I think I just learned so much about myself that year, but also as a rider, yeah. as an athlete. Um, he taught me so much about having structure in my program. Um, and I just, I relied on him a lot because I went through a lot with my brother uh, having that accident in yeah. 15, at the start of the 15 Shout as well. Yeah, fucking mad. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he, uh, I just went through a lot with that and then... Um, Dude, he still rips, actually. Dude, like... <laughs> we were running a school proper, yesterday and it just... rips. Yeah, like we had a school yesterday um, for school holidays and, man, just some of the stuff he does. Like, he won't ride for a couple of months or he has hardly even ridden this year and then he just jumps on a bike and makes it so effortless. He and reminds I, me of Wade Hunter. Exactly. So, they're like, like they just dude, so... Yeah. Like, they just make stuff happen and yeah. it just... It pisses me off because, like, I feel like I have to work so hard to be good at stuff and, like petite uh, what is that like critique yeah like to make things right yeah, like yeah. do it properly i have to work so hard to do that and they'll just watch it once and they'll just do it and i'm just like man that annoys the crap out of that's me what Maddie's <laughs> like. that's just little brothers dude yeah. there's something about little brothers because wade hunter he's the little brother yeah, yeah. then d's the little brother mm-hmm. maddie's the little brother yeah. like i don't know what and it no is. stress as well like they're just they're so Crazy, chilled yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know what the i've always wondered what the deal is with that because like maddie's always been that with me and yeah. like i was always the dude that even when it comes to like dad i'd be like fucking rah, rah. like i'd be <laughs> arguing with dad and yeah. he'd just sit there in the corner even though he thinks the same as what i thought yeah he yeah. wouldn't say nothing and then like he never gets in trouble for anything <laughs> even though like he thinks oh, all i the think he's like the little redhead kid anyway he gets yeah. quite fired up and uh <laughs> especially after the accident man he gets fired up sometimes really? so, yeah just did he, did he change a bit from the accident yeah at the start or oh man he was sort of a mess from the start of that thing you know like in the impact on the brain that he had was just 
When, nah. when was that? It was a while first, ago. First round in 2015, so yeah. uh, at Horsham, 2015, uh, second moto. Uh, I think he finished second or third in the first moto and then got a bad start and just come through on the first lap and just panicked, I think, and threw it up into the mud, uh, jumped off a single and just head first. And, yeah, he was in a bad state there for a while. And, uh, yeah, he, he was lucky to pull through. And um, So what year was that, 15? Yeah. So that was the same year you won the championship? Yeah, yeah fuck what kind of effect did that have on you mentally yeah i mean that that's probably the biggest thing that having josh wardy and then meeting my wife that year you know misty um that was probably the biggest mentors and best thing for me that time you know like because i'd won the new zealand motocross championship so i'd been in new zealand with josh and then after winning that. that he was like well i'll help you out to do australia so that deal come together and then d had his accident and I just was like, I didn't even know if I was going to turn up to round two. That's what I was wondering, man. Yeah. Like, it'd be and pretty fucking heavy. Yeah, so round two was at Appen, and I didn't even know. Like, I was, I wasn't, last thing on my mind was riding a motorbike. Yeah. Was, D was in a coma. I was by his bedside in ICU, and we just, yeah, it was tough times for the family, and uh, luckily that I had a good, like, good people in my corner, you know? Like, Josh was, Josh and Wardy would get the bikes ready, and um, Wardy had the bikes go back home got the bikes ready and it was just totally up to me so whether i turned up or not they were going to be there or, that's cool and the bikes were going to be ready and we'll we'll go fight so um and they were real cool and they just they understood where i was at yeah. and just no pressures just if you you want to race be here and for me it was d wouldn't want me to miss that you know yeah. so um and luckily we did it and he pulled through and we won the championship and did it as a team you know and d was such a big part of that championship as well coming to the track through me uh, in that second half of the season he was coming to the practice track with me and helping me out and yeah they just uh, it's hard to sort of explain what they were doing but like it was just it made me be at ease a little bit not thinking like as the season was going on and i was not riding because i was helping d out or yeah we weren't at home like we spent nearly two months in melbourne you know because d was in hospital down there and like i just i didn't have bikes or anything down there at the start and then finally i started doing a little bit of riding down there but they just like just kept telling me that i'd done the work and that what will be will be you know like and that mm. that's how i turned up and ended up tying for the overall at round two you know and then sort of once things probably slowed down a little bit and d got back home that's sort of when i went into my slump a little bit started to realize what was actually going on and things got a bit on top of me um yeah because like in the in the hospital stage it's quite surreal eh? yeah i like mean you don't really doesn't yeah. feel normal does it no and but then when you get someone home and they're like fucked up and yeah. you know all the stuff that they would do and their normal routine and then you see somebody that's like that far yeah. from what they used to be like is that when it really sets in yeah and i think just like I was, it was a, it was the whole thing was like a nightmare happening, yeah. you know. So I like I didn't really know what was happening when we were down there, and it was just like I was taking it day by day, and that's how it was. And yeah, I, I don't know. Just when we got home, things we were back as a family, but like it was like where are we at now, you know? Like mm. what's going to happen from here? How's he going to recover from this? You know, like he did awesome, you know. Like they said, six months after his accident, he shouldn't have been able to walk or talk, and. I think it was six uh, six weeks or something after his accident, nearly two months after the accident, whatever it was, but he walked out of the hospital and they just could not believe what he'd done, you know, like from the injury that he sustained and 
yeah, he just, uh, it's a little bit hard. Like, you know, he was, he was always the fiery redhead mm-hmm. kid, you know, like that's just what we always sort of act, uh, like taking him as, you know, but it's good. He's got fire in him. Um, but the anger stuff is like, it's, I think from that injury is mm. like it, the, the brain's taken such a big impact and that area of the brain is, it plays with the emotions and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, it's just, you sort of, we never have dealt with that sort of stuff. So we didn't really know what yeah. the recovery side of things was and we didn't really have any guidance. We were just winging it, you know? So, and he was at the point where he's, he just wanted to ride a motorbike again. Like he didn't care. Like he didn't yeah. know anything that had happened. You know, we'd been through it all and he hadn't been like, yeah, he wasn't that aware. Makes sense, yeah. So he was getting frustrated when we got back home and just trying to get back into normal life. And then like all the shoes had to be lined up in a perfect line. Like his color, his cupboard was like color coordinated really? the whole way through like shades of white. And, and he wasn't like that before. No, like he had a little bit in him, but like just, he's just like one of those kids that like to be clean and just yeah. that's it you know like made his bed perfect every morning or whatever but like when yeah, he no, got I home you don't pick him as that <laughs> dude, eh? but no he was like yeah real gnarly when we got home but the best thing for him was coming to the track with me because yeah, he was right. such a help and he just he loved being a part of it again so um yeah he, he's doing well you know he's got a normal job now and he just loves to come out and help do some coaching um, pest. yeah and just <laughs> anyone that knows D knows yeah. what he's like he's just in for a good time and uh yeah he loves it so Dude, it's cool it's crazy i got a concussion last week just like a mild concussion like yep. i've actually still got a pretty big lump <laughs> on the side of my head but like i didn't think anything of it and i've had a couple of concussions racing um but this was from training yeah. and i got hit in the head and then i was fine i kept training and then like a few hours later i was angry dude. yeah like yeah. fucking so <laughs> angry and like I went home and I was like fucking losing it. Yeah. And then I it just hit me. I was like, oh, dude, you've got a concussion. Yeah, D was like a ticking time bomb, man. It's it was crazy some days that was just like it was some days you were just like, man, we've got to stay away because it's just going to explode. But he's done well to recover yeah. and he's been uh, he's made massive gains and he's lucky to be here now, you know. So we've got to be very thankful for that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's just it's, enjoying life. But yeah, concussions, man, are just it's crazy so how they gnarly. work, hey. Yeah. And like imagine if you know i'm saying that is like something mild yeah let alone like the trauma that his brain went through like yeah. it's full on a eh, when you think about it yeah yeah and i mean like joe roberts had that accident uh, earlier in the year um he won the first round of the nationals and he had quite a bad brain injury you know and to see him at cool and walking around and seeing where he's at you know it's pretty impressive to see what you know the motocross industry i, I guess the doctors don't really see where how fit we are and yeah um how much we can recover like how well we can recover you know so because um, motivation's got to be huge yeah right? like yeah i mean you person, look at look at luke george for example yeah. like what he come back from even gibbsy you know they've all had big head knocks and man they've they've recovered and but they're gnarly i yeah. don't i don't like head knocks and i don't want to mess with them dude man. i was i was on the landing when lg went down yeah and like i was there through the whole process of that and mm-hmm. fuck that rattled me eh? like it was pretty yeah. full on yeah it's scary to see I, I actually went it was like still when i was doing mx daily mm-hmm. and i actually went and was like filmed his first ride back and yeah, stuff yeah. like that like even how fast that motherfucker can still ride like it's crazy eh? yeah he's just making a killing down in uh newcastle they're just coaching now but plus man. he's got that beef jerky oh that <laughs> yeah. jerky company yeah 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 he's so killing it 101 jerky or something he so, was yeah. always like uh, did you ever hang around him that oh much? just a little i've 
I went and rode his place when I was a junior and then um, obviously heard stories from Mike Ward and stuff. Yeah. And just, dude, just he was always it. like the most like penny pinching dude, <laughs> like everything that he did. And yeah. then now that he's doing like business and stuff, like he's just a little mogul. Eh? Yeah, like, yeah. He's always been that But guy. you wouldn't even know he's down there riding, but he, his coaching business would be successful, man. Like yeah. he, he's always got so many numbers down there, but it's good on him. He's, he's done something as well and um, away from just, racing you know it's, yeah. it's cool um but i actually saw what year maybe 2012 or 13 i think i saw him race like a club day down that way down near newcastle and mossy and that were there and he led it like whole shot and led for three laps pulled off because he had arm pump and like <laughs> I, I don't think any of those guys lose the speed it's nah. just more doing it for the distance yeah. you know but it was cool it was cool dude the the battles between like luke and matt were like yeah that's some of like maybe the best battles in australian motocross yeah i mean that's when i was starting to like take notice i was still quite young then and i was taking notice in the national stuff and then you throw simmons in there as well yeah and uh yeah that's right that was ty's first year pro yeah they were uh there was it was on yeah. every race was a dog fight and they took it down to the wire and um yeah that, that was that was some good racing do, what do you like when you think about those races and like that era of dudes mm-hmm. and then you think about now like do you think the racing's as good now or do you think that like because everything sort of it goes in yeah. waves you know like you see it in america you see it everywhere yeah. like europe right now is just mm-hmm. like killing it like yeah. they sort of had a lull after everts and it sort of seems like it's really on its way back up now and it's like do you where do you think like the aussie scene is at the moment Oh, I think you look at the motocross nations on the weekend. Though they were the underdog team, and I think Australia's always classed as the underdog team. And we don't really get much hype, but we're always solid. Like we're, it's you. We had those two bike failures in the last motor at motocross nations. We we're podium guys, man. Like they were it's crazy. Eh? With Duffy, seventeen years old, Webster, like just props to Webster from where he's come from. You know, he's done the privateer deal and then just kept at it when most kids didn't and he's on a factory deal now you know like here and in australia he's one and, of the nicest people yeah like in such mo- down to earth kids you know like and hands down and um you know they were solid they were they were in our a team i don't um you know but they, they, they was, were in the end weren't they, they like, were solid they, they, they turned it. it on you know yeah. they were impressive and uh, i think all those guys have got a bright future you know and uh, duffy man he, he turned it on as besides that bike failure like he was catching osborne and those guys and he turned it on he uh he showed up to put on a show and he did that and just a bummer about the bike issue but even dean you know he's solid you know that was a good team and i think uh if we didn't have those two two bike problems we're a a top four a podium team for sure yeah dude regan i i haven't i'd watched well he come on my radar after manjima yeah because i i thought he was like an american dude that had come over and i was like i didn't because I don't follow the Aussie moto stuff that heavy. Like, yeah. it's like you guys and Jats and, you know, yeah, the guys yeah, yeah. that I know. But, and obviously Todd. <laughs> um, but I'm not really looking through. I'm definitely not looking at the under-19s, which yeah. I probably should look at a bit more. But um, I saw the Manjimup thing and I was like, oh, who's this dude? Like, yeah. they bought over an American dude. Because his style, mm. like, he's got a very legit style. Like, he wouldn't look out of place anywhere. And then I watched him at Coolum and I was like, yeah, that kid's fucking legit. Yeah, man, he's been solid. He's uh, he's young as well, you know. He's Crazy um, young and a big dude too. Yeah, uh, he rides a 450 well. He's proved that. He won Manjimup and then obviously to do what he did at Motocross the Nation, I think he's... Um, Still to get six with a cartwheel too. He's pretty <coughs> solid in that qualifier. Yeah, um, 
he's just one of those sand kids from WA and yeah. same with Webster same with Kyle, yeah. yeah so they they've got talent over there it's just trying to get them over here you know that's that's thing sort of east coast west coast a little bit like yeah, we're separated yeah, a little bit yeah, but yeah. um yeah i think duffy's got a bright future ahead of him he, he can turn it on and it's uh he's still got a lot of learning to do obviously he's still young you know but um as he matures and he's i think he's got a bright future ahead of him that's for sure uh i like our chances at an a next year to get on the podium i think that that's definitely like if todd's healthy Mm-hmm. Um, he's a dude that would kill it at that track because yeah. I was talking to him yesterday about it and he said that it's a lot like Penguin remember mm-hmm. Penguin in Tasmania yeah. and obviously Todd goes really well there yeah, yeah, yeah. got Dean then whoever's gonna sort of well we could have Jet or um, yeah I mean you look Hunter. at Hunter it's just we've got international we've got a bright future in, uh, heading internationally I think yeah. um, I think they're starting to look back into Australia for our riders again um, obviously Jet and Hunter they've done well Jed, Mitch there's a lot of guys over it, it is pretty gnarly isn't so, it um, that it's it's probably a little bit quiet we don't hear a lot about it but yeah um, yeah I think those younger guys and then I think there's a fair few other kids going overseas next year as well you know like I think Wilson Todd might be going over there and a few other boys so yeah um, I think it's it's solid for Australia it's, it's a good thing seeing these guys go internationally again and um obviously on motocross nations next year it hopefully gives us a few more options for a team as well so um yeah i mean in 2015 that was motocross nations that was the erna was the track i was meant to be at um yeah but crash my crash my brains out so it was uh yeah on the monday before we we turned up and uh yeah i just went and did some testing or whatever on on monday we just thought we'd get over the jet lag do a little bit of riding turned up to this rocky track and um it was nothing crazy i wasn't doing anything silly i just jumped over a jump and uh as i landed just landed two rocks on top of each other i guess it was and front wheel washed out from underneath me and sliced my stomach open and that's gnarly dude yeah so i had surgery that night and um yeah that put me out of motocross nations and uh they flew cloudy out and yeah i spectated all weekend it was pretty impressive event man and motocross nations uh at urna is unbelievable french crowd like they were just going off it was so nuts dude you must have been <laughs> devastated yeah i mean that was what i probably worked to the whole year you know that was i wanted to be in europe the following year yeah. and uh that was my goal and i felt like we, we were starting to talk to some people in europe and um yeah that was sort of like where i wanted to put on a show you know to to show people what i could do and um i'd worked all year to get into that position and fell short but it is what it is you know i think that's a life lesson that it's i've t- learned a lot from that and i've uh been through those ups and downs and yeah. experienced them and um it's probably made me the writer i am now and the person that i am and um it is what it is i wouldn't change it you know i've learned a lot from it and i wouldn't go back you know like i'd love to race that event but it's yeah. just i feel like i've learned so much about myself and in 2015 with all that stuff that went on it was just such a learning year for me and so much to take in i think i went from this little punk kid to to a more matured rider and uh person just learned so much about myself yeah the um the old motocross bike and motocross <laughs> tracks a bit of a cruel bitch sometimes yeah like, it's like one of those things where you know you just if you're gonna do it and especially at the level that you guys do it at it's just it's a matter of time until some shit yeah. goes wrong you know yeah exactly you know it's it's brutal it it is what it is but it's uh i love the sport and i love what 
the family that are, the atmosphere about yeah. our industry you know like that was something that we're speaking about the other day is just uh i think our sport went through like that tough time but i think a few years ago but it's starting to come back together and there's people like yourself you just want to be involved and helping people out and that's sort of what i'm trying to do with the coaching stuff as well now you know it's like i'm not sure how long i can race a motorbike for and that was when i come back from europe and did that little stint there and um i just didn't really know what i wanted to do next and yamaha threw that sort of deal at me where i could jump in and do some coaching and run a coaching business and then race on the side uh, like race as well so um i had to make some sort of plans on what what i had for the future you know and that's mm. i've got a daughter and a wife and i want to be able to support them and still race a motorbike you know and i'm very thankful and lucky that i get to do that but i had to try create something for myself and running these schools is like something i'm passionate about as well because i'm helping this industry helping people mm. that helping the kids that want to come up in the in our sport you know and for myself i used to look at the pro guys like marmont and all those guys and they were untouchable like i couldn't mm. i saw them in in books and whatever and I, like i saw them at races but they weren't yeah they're accessible. always on the other side of the fence yeah so. and like and then no social media as well yeah so now and like i i want to do what i wish i had you know like i mean i've won championships and whatever but i'm in that pro position where uh, those kids are looking up to me i guess and i just get want a blue check on instagram bro <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i just like running those schools like those kids get to hang out and just be a part of it and I, like i'm a normal person like i, I race motocross professionally yeah. but i have a family I, I at some point i'm gonna go get that nine to five job like so um i just want to be a normal person and allow those kids to have the experience that i wish that i was able to have and just socialize with them and teach them what i've learned and the mistakes that i've made so that they don't make them and try and make this industry like the sport safer for them and yeah. uh yeah just have a good time while doing it you you pretty much like you effectively retired eh, at one point yeah so like how did it all go down because like yeah. uh, to, you know to paint the picture it's like you were the kid that was winning all the junior aussies then you're australia's first ever world champion when you won a junior world title like yep. everything was rolling for you to be like the next dude yeah, I mean, I was just a small uh, a kid from a small country town in Glenna, so I just I didn't ride through the weeks. I turned up and three laps of practice was my practice for the week, like for the week, and then I'd go racing, you know. So that was all that all sort of come at me quite quick. Winning the world championships, I was just like hoping for a top ten, then won the world championships, and it all just sort of I got that KDM deal, and yeah, I don't know, it just all sort of took off and spend a lot of time in the under 19s like my career I had like my goal was to get out of under 19s as quick as possible yeah get up into the pro lights class but it just didn't work like that you know and I was thankful that those guys kept getting behind me I was the older guy in the under 19s but if I didn't have that like I wouldn't be racing a motorbike I don't think because I just wasn't ready to make that transition you know I needed to learn so much about racing and mm. winning and stuff like that and then transitioned into light stuff and then won the championship with josh and wardy um and the support of yamaha and then didn't really have many options obviously i was wanting to go to europe that year and didn't have many options over there so um looked for a 450 deal here in australia and went with that honda deal and it just didn't work out being what it well what it was supposed to so i didn't really have that great of a year and just 
it was a roller coaster year like I was going through so much as well just like battling the bike and I had a wrist injury at that point as well and it was just I could not wait for the season to be over and then didn't find a ride for the following year so I was like well what do I do now and I went I approached the guys in the UK for to do the arena cross and ended up getting a deal over there to I think it was five rounds of the UK arena cross so I did that how was that it's brutal man like it's it's cool like, it was such a cool experience like those french guys that do it they're all french like a big bunch of french french guys that go and race the uk around across yeah right and uh they just go around in europe as well like those guys are like rock stars they're making like 110 000 euros a year you know just racing all those indoor races like they're just who what who like who subras and romant all those sort of guys you know yeah, like they're just okay. making a killing it's good prize money going to those events good appearance money and stuff like they'll race bursi and um, little yeah. and then all the UK ran across French Championship, Italian Championship. They'll go up to Denmark and do one-off races as well. Like they're making good money just doing that, you know. And it's a good time as well. But they sort of work as like a little carny, I guess, in yeah, a way that yeah, yeah, it's if, like a little hustle. Yeah. Like. So if one person gets like undercut, then they'll just all pull out. Uh, so they sort of like pump it up for each other. It's quite cool. And um, you know, that, see, that, that's like man, every fucking every series what do you always hear we need to start a riders union yeah like but no one will stick together no, no but, one will stick this, together but this like it's such a little crew but you know that, yeah, but and it, it's hard to get in there you are, unless you're a little French guy you're not going to get in there so that's um, crazy eh? but yeah they just they have a good time and it's good race and they put on a show and that's all they're there to do is just put on a good show like they want to win but but they sort of don't care they know that they're, like, they're, they know that their win's going to yeah. come at some point you know because old mate's going to win this weekend and it's too tired of racing not to win at some point you know like you just you snake a start and you you get out out in front and check off laps and behind you it's just carnage like it's just demolition derbies going on so i had to learn that quite quick did you get any wins over there no i got no wins but i got a lot of t-bones and didn't make mains because i got sent over berms and in the shootouts like just yeah so it was just hectic it was gnarly but like it was so much fun and then (laughs) that's pretty sick that yeah that it was fun though yeah it was good like and a lot of other guys have done it you know like that's where mccoy had his accident over there but i'm on there for that no so i went a little bit later and then reardon's done it lately as well and i think all those guys they're like there's money to be made doing it it's just it's a cool experience as well you get to travel and yeah did you do you enjoy like the travel aspect of it yeah i love it you know i get to travel the world riding a motorbike and that's like i so after i did that arena cross stuff um the team that i was riding for was jk yamaha and they uh one of their riders was um pulled the pin or whatever or got hurt or something so they asked me if i wanted to race mm. and i was like well i've got nothing at home you know like what am i gonna do i, I can ride a motorbike here and race some gps and whatever so i started racing the i raced the final round of the uk ran across in london and then that next like thursday after i flew out to qatar for the first round of the gp so i just i oh, was really so under like so i was were just you not there prepared. when villo was there no nah, this was or was that the year yeah so this was uh what year 17 yeah okay. so uh, just like a it was bad decisions but like did it, i feel like so many of you dudes just race to europe like i said like when yeah. caleb ward went i was like don't go yeah brendan harrison don't go yeah like, it's just europe's a, a real motherfucker eh? yeah but like i was just at the point where like i had nothing else like if you have nothing at home then what do you do yeah and i don't know 
it is what it is. Like, because Europe's made, hard, dude. It's yeah. fucking hard. Like, I had no idea what I was getting myself that, into. And that's what I mean. Like, we're so spoiled here, man, with our teams. And our America's teams are the solid. Same. Yeah, America's the same. Like, yep. it's easy. It's all in English. Mm-hmm. You fucking yeah, you yeah know yeah. the the system. You've seen yep. it on TV. Like Europe, man. Like you've got. No yeah. idea where you're going. All the signs, yeah, are like in Belgium English, and stuff. Like, and, yeah, oh, but the weather's so nice. fucked. No one speaks English. <laughs> well, that, English. that that was like my first experience as soon as I got into the UK and I was trying to ride like a rain across. I watch. I just wasn't riding through the week, like mm. because it was just you couldn't do you it. You didn't know so, where to ride. Yeah, it was too wet and it yeah. was just pouring. I, I rode at Wilden Farm and it's just like this indoor, like a shed, and oh, it's just yeah. got like a track in it. And it was just I rode there a couple of times, but um yeah and then i just jumped into the gps and i was so under the like just was not prepared didn't do any riding i flew out to italy a couple of times to do some riding uh, like at this this sand track out there and it was just i didn't i had no idea like i was just i think i was just after the year that i had the year before i was just like scraping for anything that i could find you Mm. know like just and i i took it and yeah it was just it was a that year was just such a write-off for me and then um, what kind of headspace are you in when you know like you know what it takes to win mm-hmm. because you've won a championship like two years ago yeah and then you sit there and you're like well i know this is absolutely no like you'd, you'd have to be like well i can't win because i'm not doing anything that would let me win yeah oh it's just i had no structure i had no idea like i was packing my bags every week before i fly out to a gp and i'd put them in the rent like in my car or in the van that we were borrowing at the time and i'd just be like well, when I, I've got a return flight back to, to here and then when I get here, I'll just sort out where I'm going to next. And I just ended up living with my mechanic at, uh, in England and I was lucky that they sort of held me together while I was over there a little bit and I was just living with him, going to his workshop when he had to work and then he'd take me riding in the afternoons or whatever and it was just, I was all over the place and then to... AC ain't doing that shit. No, nah, and then <laughs> also like I was, my wife was pregnant here, about to pop and... Oh, I missed dude. the birth of my daughter and it was just a shit fight man I was just uh, it was the biggest biggest regret of my life and if I could change anything it would be missing the birth of my daughter like really? that's the biggest regret I'll have in my life like, it, yeah tears me apart thinking about you know like and not being there for Misty yeah so um, I guess so too man like you've just got to frame it though it's like you mm. just do it. you were you're a guy that was just trying to do what you could to provide for your family you yeah know? but i wasn't even doing that you know like yeah. i was just winging it trying to ride a motorbike and trying to get it like st- trying to claw at anything to keep my dream alive and yeah it is what it is and i come back and i was sort of just i was a mess man i was just so i had no direction in what so how long did you stay in europe and then when did you hit the eject button uh probably end of Oh, I was probably there for like I went in January and I was probably there for five or six months like back and forth between Australia and stuff mm. so w- my daughter was born in March and uh, I come back two weeks after she was born so after Argentina I raced in Argentina and then flew back and was meant to go to Mexico like a week later I had to fly back home and try to get a visa sorted and stuff because at that time I was just holiday and i was just being a bit dodgy but yeah. <laughs> um Preach. yeah and yeah i just wanted to like i needed to be here for my wife and daughter and then i men- ended up missing mexico and then i was like trying to work out whether i should go back or not and i went back for a month and a half or something and raced a couple of british championships and i was at balkan 
and I was just like man I'm so done with this like it's just not what I expected it to be and um yeah like I was just missing out on so much mm-hmm. bigger things than just riding a motorbike you know so yeah. then I come back home and I was just I had no money like I was just back living with my parents and had no direction on what I was doing and ended up uh speaking to Woodsy at Raceline and they uh, uh like gave me an opportunity to go ride and I just still wasn't into it like I was trying to ride and I thought that I wanted to do it and I was just still not making money and like yeah. I was just so over it and then yeah he uh went through like the ups and downs and I just said like I was done like I went to Port Macquarie and crashed my brains out just because my mind wasn't in it you know yeah. like I was just so over it and yeah then I just said I was done and they said well the bike will be at Coolum if you turn up you turn up if not like he was he was there just because he's my mate you know he's like, a good dude eh, yeah and like yeah he was just yeah he was just there for me you know and didn't care about whether that bike went on the line he was he put yeah he just threw it in my and i felt like i owed it to him to finish finish though that second half of the season for him and um yeah and then i ended up getting a job roofing doing re- roof restoration and um did that and was making some money so that was cool and like had some consistent income and i felt like i could provide start providing for my family and um we moved out and got our own place and stuff like that and then started woodsy said that like if i wanted to ride supercross i could do that and that's what like i i like supercross and i was excited about that but i didn't have the pressure anymore because i was just like i could uh ride and then i wasn't riding a whole lot through the week when i was working as well so it was quite cool and the guy that I was working for was quite flexible he was helping me out I was riding with his son as well so he was allowing me to work and then ride when I needed to and um Supercross was still quite bumpy and then ended up getting the podium at AusX Open that was quite emotional for me because like I just felt like yeah. I'd been chasing something for two years to get just a glimpse of like why I keep doing this you know and ended up getting third for the night and it was like such a relief that I just got back on the podium because I knew it was there just had so much going on behind the scenes that just riding a motorway you couldn't see that you know like the just the mm. average person couldn't see that but it was just and then won the final round at Jim Boomba and yeah now here we are we're just uh enjoying life again and uh riding motorway again so it's quite cool but it was just at that point I was just so done through that season ride, and, dude but yeah and it's just like I've learned so much about myself yeah. and started to enjoy riding a motorbike like I was just turn up to the track ride train go home sleep like there was just nothing to life other than that and like that's cool for some pe- some people and that works for some people but I'm not the person that that works for you know like I just I have to enjoy life I have to enjoy things away from just riding a motorbike and the biggest thing is just family time for me as well you know like they're a part of this journey that I'm on you know like they're my number one supporters and I just want to do it with them you know the, the day that I can't provide for them well then I'll go get a normal job you know riding mm-hmm. a motorbike but um yeah so here we are just enjoying it and supercross champion again and um yeah about it's to start the season again and just loving life and just enjoying it you know and that's the biggest thing with Yamaha is I, I guess I created a future like a something other than just racing yeah you, uh, I think th- I've got thinking I've, forward yeah so like at some point like I'd love to be involved more in Yamaha like that's where I want to I started my career and I want to finish my career now you know is 
there um, just purely because I love the people that I'm involved with there but I see a future there as well and um, yeah I mean after riding a motorbike and racing maybe I step into doing more coaching stuff but I'd like to be able to step into running the junior development programs and stuff mm. like that and see where that takes me in Yamaha I don't know I don't know if that at some point if that'll be a, available later on I don't know how much longer I've got riding a motorbike maybe it's two years maybe it's 10 years I don't mm. know who knows until the time comes but um like I needed to have like we were saying before I'm an overthinker a little bit and I I wanted you to gotta have, have a like a real clear why yeah and like goals I guess and like yeah. why I'm doing this and I love it that's why I'm doing it you know like I love riding a motorbike that that hasn't changed but also I wanted a future after it because I've got to provide for a family and I want to provide for them you know like that's my wife and my daughter my world you know so like I want to be able to look after them and whatever it takes to do that that's what I've got to do and but I wanted to set a path that I could do um that in in, in the industry that I love year. yeah yeah so if the day comes next year you know like I don't want to race anymore then I've got something after that you know like yeah. I can roll into doing the coach and stuff until I set something else up or whatever you know um what was it like to see your daughter for the first time as a two-week-old baby yeah that is like it, it was sort of like I didn't even know what was happening you know like I rolled into Brisbane airport and they were there to pick me up you know like it was just like she was so small and it was it was cool like it was just I don't know. I was I was young. Like no one at that time was having kids racing a motorbike. So How like, old were you? Twenty two, twenty three. So yeah, like when I found out Misty was pregnant, I was twenty two. I think it was. So were you shitting yourself? Yeah, shitting bricks, man. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm not ready for this. Like what's going on? But that's we've taken it on, and it's been like Misty's awesome mum, and I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. You know, like she's she kills it. She's like a my hero. You know, because. You know, she just gets on, gets on with her day and um, there's tough days parenting, but we love her and um, wouldn't change it for the world, you know. And I, I get to race a motorbike, showing my daughter, like her growing up, you know. Yeah. Like when probably like I've had I've had Poppy on the podium when she was younger, uh, when I won the Supercross Championship and stuff like that uh, and had my first race win after all the crap that I went through at the end of 2017, like I had her there, but the coolest thing was having her on the podium at cool like that felt like winning a championship again because she was so excited to be on that podium like she was high-fiving wilson and webster and stuff like that was so cool to have her there because she was just so amped to be on that podium like it was like to me that was like winning the championship like wilson had just won the championship but i i reckon i was the deep down i was the happiest, happiest guy there yeah. because she was just so amped like i finished third and third in the championship and she was just so amped to be on the podium like that was such a cool feeling so i get to race a motorbike and she gets to come to the track like she, they come to the track through the week and she just loves it and she'll play in the mud sorry she plays in the mud and um yeah i t- as soon as i finish my moto she's there waiting to be put on the bike for me to go like ride her around like it's such a cool thing and yeah it's sick i wouldn't change it for the world yeah i just oh man i just imagine like because you you would have got off at that airport a million times yeah. in your life but it's like this one day you get off but now you have a kid yeah like it would have been the most strange feeling yeah and i i don't know like i i don't know like but not I was sort of strange, no it was you know? but i was just like i was i feel like i was quite numb at that time as well like i just really didn't know what was going on in life like yeah. i was just like it was 
what what's going on like I, I just my whole dream was to race in Europe as well and I was finally there and it wasn't what I expected it to be I wasn't ready for it I wasn't in the right frame of mind for it I just didn't have the right things to do to do what I needed to do either and just like that was like man everything that I've worked my whole life for is like it it was something I'd made up it Mm. wasn't what I expected it to be you know and then yeah just like that whole year was just like I think I just I was like a zombie like just Mm. walking around I just hadn't I don't know I don't know know what what I was thinking I don't even remember really those like two years I was just like walking around just off with the fairies all the time so like yeah you can get in some pretty gnarly like I definitely had periods when I lived in America like that Mm -hmm. where like I was super broke like shit wasn't working out and then everyone's telling you how good your life is because you're in America and I was like you know I'd go to I remember going to nationals over there and like I'd film well I was only allowed to film practice Mm -hmm. and then I'd film practice and I'd be at like Bud's Creek and like 10 year old 15 year old me would just be fucking frothing yeah and then I'd film practice and then I'd go in the truck and then I'd just literally just like lay down and like sleep the rest of the day yeah because like I'd done my job like I wasn't in engaged in like what I was doing even Mm -hmm. though that was my dream yeah so like I definitely understand that you know you can get in like a pretty weird headspace when it's it's real hard to explain eh yeah and that's like that's I'm sitting here right now trying to think about it and I'm just like I don't even know what to say about this because like I was just like a zombie that's the easiest way to say it is like even when you say about my daughter like seeing my daughter first time like that should be the like I should I don't know like that that sort of breaks my heart a little bit that like when I saw my daughter first time I don't really like yeah I don't know that just whole year was a write-off and like but now like I try to appreciate every moment that I have with her and it like yeah. well that's what I was gonna say man like you you kind of can't be hard on yourself mm. in that respect because it's like at the end of the day it's not like you were going oh fuck this kid I don't want to be around it <laughs> no, was, and that, it that's was all not... like you saying like I'm gonna make this work I'm gonna yeah. make this work but you know and it, the thing is it's like in life man like Mm. no one always wins all the time no there's got to be at some point where life kicks the shit out of you right yeah and that's probably what i was just going through you know like i'd just been on the highest of highs like it just the whole year was a roller coaster in 15 then i was like man i've won my championship like what's next what are we gonna do you know like and then 16 was just whatever and then 17 just yeah so yeah it is what it is and but now you know like all those sort of things that I learned from that, you know, like it shaped me to be who I am now and yeah. being able to enjoy riding a motorbike and, you know, like it was just, I think for us, we had a goal when I come back racing, like with Wardy and Bish and the whole Yamaha crew and just my little team, you know, that we got three years to do this, like build me up again, you know, like yeah. I needed to build a base again. And in um, 2018, when I won the championship, I wasn't expecting to win the championship. Like I just that motocross season like i was just trying to build that base again and just get to the get through the year healthy but just get laps under my belt and just get comfortable again you know and um then to win that supercross championship we were just like well maybe i could win a race a podium or whatever you know like be title contenders but not win the championship like i always that was a goal to win the championship but did i think it was realistic at that point no i had to build a base again you know and then we sort of did that so that was cool and then this year was just you know i was i wanted to win that motocross championship we didn't do it we 
we put up a fight but um like i was just battling health things the whole season yeah. you know just trying to stay healthy and wilson rode well and kyle did well as well you know like that were it was a good fight and it was it's probably been a long time since the championships come down like that like yeah every weekend we we're going to to battle you know wilson was quite dominant but we weren't letting him do it easy like mm. he, we had to make him put up a fight so and, and now he's a freak talent who wilson yeah yeah i mean he, he, he as a junior he was dominant as well you know yeah and he's always been quite He's just one of those dudes that's just got crazy raw speed. Yeah. And oh, like, he can throw it. Like, look at Ford Dale, for example. That, he's the same <laughs> sort of guy, you know? Yeah. And, like, some of those dudes, they'll either... It's, you know, first or last mm-hmm. with those kind of guys. Yeah. You know, and even when Todd was on here talking about, like, how bad he was with, like, his suspension and stuff. It's yeah. like some, of, some kids like that, mm-hmm. you know, they just get... Get on and get on. They get, get on, on and it. they just fucking send it. Yeah. And then sometimes it just clicks. Yeah. And they've got enough things going right that it that it works for them. And then I think there's guys like you where it's you've, it's very methodical. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I was wondering, like, with the seasons when you've won, yeah. like, what's been the common thing? If you had to look and you're like, all right, this is if, – if Jay Wilson has a recipe for success – then these are the key ingredients that I cannot do without. And obviously yeah. health and shit like yeah. that. But it's fun, like... Biggest thing, fun and structure in my program, man. Like, I don't have to ride. Like I said, I don't have to be at the track seven days a week. You'll be lucky to see me. Like, most people probably wonder where I'm riding, but I ride two, three times a week in motocross. And, but those days that I'm there, they're solid days. Like, I'm, it's on, on the pit board, like, every time's accounted for. And that's the same as Supercross. Like, that's just... I need structure in my life. Yeah. But... I'm, if I've got structure in my life and we're happy and uh, we're having fun like with my family you know then uh, I think that's the biggest thing for me you know yeah so. you seem like the guy whenever you do win too it's like it's like you get in a zone where it's like you sort of you you just get on a roll mm-hmm. and it's like you can tell you're in a groove yep. but then it's like if you're out of that groove you're not doing very well yeah i i think i'm probably a little bit i run i i've tried to be a bit better with this this year and i think i've definitely got a bit mentally stronger this year for this but in past years i think like when i get on a roll like with confidence then i i gain confidence and i run with it you know yeah because a jim boomba at the start was it uh last first round last year yeah you, did you win that one yeah so yeah. i won the first two rounds at Supercross. yeah yeah because that 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 to me i was like because and jats does my fucking head in like <laughs> he's the dude i'm the closest yeah. to that that races that championship mm-hmm. and like that motherfucker has more talent on a bike than maybe anyone i've yeah seen other than you know like the ty simmons and that from australia yeah, yeah, anyway yeah. but it's like he just it i don't know with him like he doesn't seem to get the same level of confidence it's with jats it's like you're just gonna get what you're gonna get yeah. some weekends it's good enough and some weekends it's not but it's like even if he's had a terrible weekend he's still having a good time though yeah, <laughs> like, yeah <that's> true. <laughs> but so. you but you seem like the kind of guy where you can literally identify like oh fuck he's in the zone like, yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing like it's yeah. probably a good thing to have if you can really harness yeah, that feeling in that yeah. zone all the time yeah but like yeah you just see like i think i'm just i i'm calculated in what i do yeah um, i like to be calculated and if I'm, un- if I'm uncomfortable then i it's i'm not on you know but i think throughout my career you know like i've been quite successful without having too many injuries yeah i've the only time that i've missed races in uh, in the mx national since i've turned senior has been when i went to europe mm. and like 
so I think I'm always there and I think it's just like I'm always consistently uh, consistent I won't always be the flat out fastest guy at the track but I'll just be there and I'll just keep chipping away until the end of the season I think I'm not like a guy that's going to keep going one one every weekend I'd love to do that and that's like that's the goal because that's where yeah. the money's at you know you're gonna make yeah. money when you win it in races yeah. but um i don't think that's just it's this industry and the sport has grown so much and i think that's quite hard to do these days as yeah, well you know true. like i think everyone's raised the bar and winning a dominant season is not as easy as it used to be and i don't i think there's just more guys i think that it's can win races yeah. yeah win races now so um, for me, it's just about putting it on the box as much as I possibly can. And I know that by the end of the season, I'll be there. So um, I know a practice track, like I can throw down heaters and raw speed and I can do things that I probably haven't shown on race day, but it's just, I turn up to the race and I know I've got a job to do and try to be calculated with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at history, like a dude like Ryan Dungey mm. I mean that's it's a very similar approach that yeah. what he takes like he's not really a dude that's missing a lot of races with injuries yeah he's not really a dude that's taking stupid risks yeah and it's like I mean it's you just don't know which dude is gonna win it's mm-hmm. because like for example like you and Wilson Todd it's probably the most polar opposite yeah. like you guys are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. right and then you throw a guy like Nathan Crawford, he's probably in between you guys a little bit in yep. a way, you know? So it's like, but if you if you look at history, guys like you seem to do really well. But then yeah. the guys like Wilson, you know, that have that crazy speed, if they get on a roll, like you just, what, yeah, what can you fucking do when someone's <laughs> like two seconds a lot quicker yeah, than you and, and they're not and, crashing? Yeah, and that's the thing with Wilson this year. Like he was just, he was on it and he's got that raw speed. So, um, yeah, I think that's the only thing you can do is just break him down over time and be there for the whole season and wait for him to make a mistake. And Wilson, he was solid all year, you know, like he, there, was, there wasn't a many, many mistakes and... I think uh, if you look at 2015, and if I had the streak that I like, the podium streak that I had going on this year, I would have dominated our 2015 season. Yeah. Like, and I won that championship. Um, but it's just we all stepped it up this year, and Kyle and myself and Wilson were the consistent podium guys. And it's hard to win championships being the consistent guy when you're not taking race wins, and those guys are. And yeah. that showed this year, you know, like. It but like just you been, said, in 15, it would have yeah, would have won by more. Yeah, exactly. And just, yeah, it's just one of those years. It is what it is. And, um, you know, like I just, I'll keep being consistent, trying to be there all year and try to look for a little bit of raw speed would be nice so I can get some <laughs> race wins. But, um, yeah, I think, I think for a, <laughs> yeah, for a, for a, um, like a healthy and long career, I guess is yeah, that's true. trying to be consistent. Super and, true. Yeah so we'll just keep chipping away um are you excited that supercross is finally back in australia like yeah in a it's i feel like and i mean you know we did the podcast with bailey and sando and it's like Mm. i feel like people get the message that like it's not going anywhere now like that those dudes are so solid with what they have put together and it's been years now and they're doing it super smart they're consistently getting those names and i think that the other events around Ozex and Auckland are yep. going to get better and better over time as like a residual effect from that event being so good like is it exciting for you to sort of know yeah. that there's a championship you can rely on now yeah for sure and like um, 
for me as a junior that was i could not wait to race supercross that that's as soon as i could get my supercross license i was like i want to race supercross like i was so excited and then it, supercross sort of went away for those few years there and um i don't know it was just racing motocross but i've always been interested in supercross i've always loved jumping and just being technical on the bike i guess that's probably where i sort of shine a little bit is just being more technical on the bike like when tracks change and go hard back that's sort of when i shine and uh when tracks get gnarly and you got to be quite quite creative that's when i sort of shine i guess and that's probably my thing that i struggle a little bit on the australian track sometimes that, that they're not they don't get very technical um motocross wise um so yeah i'm super excited that supercross is back now that's for sure the 12th of october is round one and i can't wait to get it under underway and running that number red number one plate mm. i'm super excited about and then my goal was always to go to america and race supercross that's what i always dreamt of but i thought that i had to go to europe to do that so that's why i took that path and jumped at it and that was the first thing that come up but yeah i think the the base like these rounds what bailey and um bayless and all those guys are doing now like getting it back into the stadiums and it's pretty cool um even bringing all these international guys out like there's so many people get so negative on social mm. media about all these international guys coming out but it makes our championship like stronger more international guys are looking at what the american guys are doing like or we get more credit credibility when mm. we beat those guys you know like man it's you look at Hayes and um, Blows, like that was sixth and seventh, I think, in the championship in the 250 class last year. Hayes got second here and I beat him, you know, like, I, I don't know, like it doesn't really mean that much, you know, to to them guys, I don't know, I don't know, but they, like the American guys are looking at that, what Hayes is doing and then for me, it well, gives me confidence a little bit. gauge of what he's doing. Yeah, it gives me confidence a little bit knowing where he was last year when he went into that champion, in the American championship and I just, like we were battling it out you know and i beat him in the championship and so it sort of gives me a rough idea where i am but like also the just i love supercross like it's so so cool to put yeah. on a show for people and um be in those tight, uh, tight stadiums with the atmosphere and like oz x man like in it's that small stadium sick. is such a cool like that's a world-class event you know like it's just the atmosphere that's in there the feeling that you get like you can hear the crowd when something happens in there and it's just cool to be a part of and i like putting on a show and just being a part of a community but also um like i don't know just like kids coming up and getting your autograph and stuff like that it's so cool to be a part of so yeah i think um like the supercross being uh grabbing some like um, speed now and picking up it's it's good for our future and um i'm excited to be a part of it that's for sure yeah i I don't think that you can have a healthy industry and economy of motorcycling mm-hmm. without having both. Yeah. Like, you can't... The motocross things, like even in America, it's struggling. Like, here, it's yeah. it's not going to amazing places. And it's like, it's a good series. And it gives you guys a solid base. But I think for it to, everything to grow, mm-hmm. like, it, you need to have both. You need to have both championships. You need to yeah. have that level of excitement and you know the the thing too is like from the media side or from the fan side like if someone's leading a series you just you're kind of checking out you're like yeah Yeah. you know there's not that much to sort of like follow but it's like Mm -hmm. to get a reset and to have a new season and new things to talk about and new storylines new contenders international writers like it breathes and like an extra life into it as a fan and from the media side of things and it's like 
even for me i'm like i was pumped for you to come on today because i'm like dude i haven't like been able to really yeah. talk motocross since yeah, yeah, yeah the last round of the you know the ama stuff mm-hmm. so like it's super cool to like it's like this whole thing and yeah you know everyone's like oh what's coming up i'm like oh well, supercross <laughs> like i've yeah. got supercross now yeah so 12th of october first round of supercross yeah. brisbane entertainment center so uh that's where we're gonna be and uh it's we've got a we've got a cool championship we're going to new zealand again this year which is quite a cool event it was just bummer about the rain last year but it's cool to head over there you know like those new zealand's like a my second home say, you know like, like a, second, a second i've spent right so there. much time there and with josh and those guys so um, world championship national championship yeah yeah and like i was going back and forwards in 15 and then been back since then like racing supercross and then racing the championship over there so it's cool to go over there and see those guys how hyped up they get for that event like the Hosex open taking that to new zealand like they get so amped about that and just mm. the new zealand crowd the new zealand people in general are just they're so happy and friendly like they're like just random guys are like they feel like family to you because they're just yeah. like so down to earth you know it's awesome but um yeah i think it's it's awesome that we've got events like this now and bailey and those guys and sanderson and those guys are jumping up and um putting on a show for us to attend and um i think it's good for our industry you know it brings in more people and we can put on a cool show now yeah definitely dude and it's good for our sponsors and stuff you know like for the manufacturers everybody you know i think there's more to gain from it as well from it's not just a normal race like those those races like it's a show and you know like people go and watch monster trucks now they're watching oz x open because of the show that it is you know you got freestyle you got really intense racing as well you got the the night show like the opening ceremonies of it and like big screen like they add hype to it and like people just love it you know like they're what are you doing this week and we're going to oz x open yeah. like, what's that you know like motocross supercross we're going to check it out and it's good for it brings more people into our, indus- our industry and helps the manufacturers and all the other sponsors you know so it's cool i love seeing like a oz x last year you, it was so fucking fun like mm-hmm. being in the stands and I mean, obviously knowing all you guys and yeah. like watching what was going on and, you know, you know who's friends with each other, you know who doesn't like each other, <laughs> like, you know, you can yeah. really see it, you're right on top of everything. Yeah. But then to see you guys interact with the fans and mm-hmm. especially a guy like Jats, you know, like he, he won those races <laughs> yeah. and he's like doing the head snap over yeah, the yeah. finish line. He's it's in like, for a good time. Always <laughs> the show, man. He loves it. Eh? It's so a, awesome. Uh, so. But like, it's, it's just that like, you know if you did that anywhere else it's just it's like it just doesn't feel the same no, it's but just it's like, i think the whole atmosphere yeah. there is just like everyone's a part of something it's so cool and and it can like bring out your personality it yeah can bring out your uh, i remember um you did some form of interview uh, like in uh, the stadium yeah so th- was that, that was after 20, you won oh no it was this year right in 2017 that was that's the year I podiumed. Uh, is that the one you're talking about where I got quite emotional and like the whole crowd sort yeah, of like was... Oh, well, I wasn't there for 17. Yeah. I was so only there. But you talked last year as well, right? Yeah. On the, I, I think so. I won the championship. I don't know. So yeah. it was all oh, like it was the cha- It was yeah. your championship speech. That's right. Yeah. I, d- I remember the 17 one just watching it on TV. Yeah. But like seeing it there, yeah, last year, it's like it just, I don't know, it's different because mm-hmm. like you hear you saying it at like a you know Aubrey or something it, yeah. it just doesn't feel the same as mm-hmm. when it's in the stadium yeah and it's like I don't know the whole the whole thing it just it feels like it gives you guys more of a chance to like really embrace it and show your own personality yeah, like and it. tell your own story like it's fucking rad yeah oh it's so cool to be in that stadium like I missed it the first year first two years or something 
been at Ozex, but like it's something special to be a part of like it's so such a cool event to go to like you've just even being in those tight stadiums like just creates such a cool atmosphere like Prism Entertainment Centre like it's it's a, they played netball grand finals in there yeah, yeah. so like that's going to show how intense the racing and we've got to race around there you know like 10 guys on the start line and we've got to go do battle like it's just going to be crazy so like the fans I guess this is the stuff that I experienced like Ozex Open stuff is what I experienced in the UK like yeah. at a smaller capacity you know but that was every weekend we were doing that Yep. that's why i just had so much fun doing it because like we we're there to put on a show but you just had no idea what was going to happen that night one like you could hold shot and win or like from the racing side of it it was just you didn't know what you're in for what sort of action you're in for and then that had freestyle and whatever you know like it was just always like they had the laser night show and then edgar to- uh, Ed- edgar Tor- edgar yeah Torres, beatboxing yeah. and stuff like that really? so like it was just the atmosphere and it is so cool have you ever been to um bercy or no. geneva no. dude geneva the first year i went there i was filming with malcolm yeah and uh we're like <clears throat> on the start line and like their opening ceremonies dude <laughs> had like chicks in like fucking full leather like yeah, yeah. leather g-strings and whips <laughs> and fire and i was like where the fuck are we right now dude? yeah like, the all- europeans go pretty crazy on that stuff <laughs> it gets so weird it's so yeah. good uh, have you seen um have you seen marvel stadium with like the dirt track in it yeah. uh, so no I, I went to the speedway there and watched oh, the so speedway have, grand prix yeah. yeah so i've checked that out and that's quite cool i'm excited to get down there because like imagine it with the supercross track in there it's gonna be cool Fuck. like it's um you know we're in melbourne city and like that to me like melbourne on its own like i lived in melbourne there for for a year and just i used to go into the city and just cruise around just check out what was going in there because it's just such a cool city yeah. to just cruise around in and it's just got its own little vibe and to have it in the city like where people can just jump off the train and just straight in the stadium like it's going to be so cool and then to be in that size stadium with a track in there supercross event and an ozx open event like it's going to be something special i can't wait to be there and be a part of that yeah dude i'm like i I started um we're doing the podcast there again yeah and i started like sketching out because this year we're gonna have like a stage and we're gonna build like a backdrop like we're gonna do it a bit more like on a bit of a bigger scale yeah i'm just like frothing on the whole thing now because it's like and and that's like the thing too that i think people don't always think about is like the bigger picture Mm -hmm. of like you you build something like that event like that and it's like it gives birth to so much other shit yeah like i couldn't do the podcast at marvel stadium Mm -hmm. any other fucking time like it's really cool that that is an opportunity that i get given and then it's like you get our industry's been invited into something cool like that like everyone gets a you know Mm -hmm. sam's on the phone right now talking about different things that he can do at the event and it's like i don't know just like that's what that's what shit needs to like move forward you know you can't like no one's getting excited to do the same shit that Mm -hmm. has been done for 20 years it's like it it takes guys like those ame boys to just like fucking push some shit forward and then everyone gets excited on it and it's like you just you don't know what can come out of that yeah it's and that's the thing not only it's not just the racing is exciting but like just being involved in it and being in the trucks like having our trucks or whatever having the bikes and everything set up there and just being interacting with new faces and new people that are excited to be at the event and the show like just outside of the stadium on its own like it's cool like yeah you know like aussex open in sydney and stuff when we're 
just cruising around like there's monster parties going on and just like freestyle out the front and just it's just a good time everyone's there for a good time and um then the racing happening happens and it all comes to life again as well inside the stadium and then you're talking about like you know as a professional rider like you want to have fun Mm -hmm. and like the fun is what drives you to keep doing it it's like well you know events like that yeah that are fun it's like that's got i think i think yeah i think for uh like every australian rider even international guys i know like dude ando ando like husky and that they Mm -hmm. like they don't want him to come yeah and he but like to him he would love to to come yeah yeah yeah. like just that's the event that like that's for me like it's i can't wait to go to that event again you know like that's it's something just special about it that like international guys are like wanting to come out and do that event like it's a world-class event you know yeah so um for me that's like i get i'm in australia i get to go to that event and race at that that is quite cool you know and i i want to do more of those sort of events and at some point that's what i'd like to do more supercross style of stuff where doing bursi like that's on my bucket list to do like i'd love to go do bursi and lil and all those sort of is it bursi and lil or geneva um i think I think Lil is Bercy. Yeah. Like so, L- L- Lily Paris. <coughs> Paris Lily, yeah. Or Bercy. Yeah. And then Geneva is yeah, in um, Switzerland. <coughs> so do those those races and like there's a race up in Denmark that I want to do as well. And like the UK arena cross stuff, like I, that stuff would be cool to do as well. And just do one-off races and even Monster Cup and stuff yeah, like dude. that. Like that, all that sort of stuff, you know. And at some point that's what I'd like to adventure into a little bit more. But right now I'm racing motocross and supercross and here we are yeah i think that that um like a dude like brayton's definitely paving the way for yeah. that kind of lifestyle like he's making fucking good money yeah by yeah. doing the oz supercross uh, dude he's on factory fucking honda <laughs> next year how crazy is that eh? yeah dude what a turn uh, what a turnaround of a career right? yeah and older guy too you know showing him how it's done so it's cool and uh like he's doing it with his family traveling the world that's what i was sort of saying before is like i get to travel the world like when i was racing gps and even when i go to new zealand stuff like i take the family there you know and um travel the world riding a motorbike like it's pretty cool Mm. like and meeting the people that we get to meet and just like i think even if i didn't race a motorbike like that they're the places i'd want to go but like the places that a motorbike has taken me is like i didn't think i'd ever go to argentina like and i get i saw argentina and how cool that place is like i definitely want to go back to there so Mm. like all those sort of things and that's what brayton's doing you know like he's exploring the world and doing it while racing a motorbike and getting paid to do it and um doing it with his family it's quite cool the world's definitely getting smaller in that respect to where it doesn't seem that far-fetched to now you know obviously through like social media and the internet and it's like you, you feel pretty connected to that yep. sort of shit and even with like you putting together this deal to go to the u.s it's like you yeah. realize like fuck it's just a 15 hour flight yeah and then you get a bike and you rent a house and then you do your race nominations and then you go ride at milestone and yeah, yeah. you know the yamaha track if you can get it. and then i'm fucking there and i'm doing it mm-hmm. but it's like when you're a kid how far away did yeah, that feel like exactly. felt like you but, had and to, that's sort of where i'm at now as well as like i've just got to make it happen because I feel like I'm in a good position in my career and we're at a cool spot with Poppy and my wife and we're able to do that. So, like, <clears throat> I want to take... I want to just go and do it. I've got to make it happen. No one's going to hand it to me on a silver platter and say, here, go go to America. Here's a flight and bikes and everything's set up. And, you know, I want to do it properly and I've invested... Like, I've saved up 
money over the last two years to do this and um, I'm heavily invested in myself and I've got some very cool sponsors that um, have been with me for a while that want to jump on board so I'm excited about that and it's just I think I think you just got to make it happen now like that's I think I just uh, at a young age as well like I was just waiting for it to come like if I win races someone will hand it to me but I think now is just like if you get over there and show what you can do then maybe something will happen you know but even like for me it's it's been a dream to do race supercross yeah so I get that opportunity now because I'm making it happen you know like no one else said let's like no one else said come over and do it I'm just making it happen you know yeah well dude like look at Cody Mackey when he Mm -hmm. went over there like he went over there he was riding with James and like doing that whole thing and then he did a couple races and then he ended up going back for like multiple seasons ended up riding for Jeff Ward's Cowie team and they Mm -hmm. had it like he had a like a really solid run at that series for a few years you know like made a bunch of night shows and stuff like that like I mean it can be done look at what Jats did for all those years yeah yeah exactly like there's been plenty of guys do it and now I'm just like I want to do it and I'm going to make it happen and uh, I think as well like kids have just got to take it on I wish I did it earlier but it's cool that I get to do it with my family now and with the people that I believe in the people that have uh, helped me get to where I am now in my career you know and you know I get to do that and experience that with them people as well so I'm excited to go um and then not to mention I think now too it's becoming way more viable because you're gonna have five rounds of Australian Supercross yeah and then like you can just stay in the groove yeah and, and that, that's if you win quite... the, you know you win the championship again or then it's like just carrying that momentum you can yep. be like a legit dude rocking up at a1 knowing yeah where and you're at. i think it's exactly the same as what i used to do in new zealand you know like i go over there and race the new zealand motocross championship by the time i get to australia and we've got a couple of weeks off and then we get straight in the, mo- the australian motocross championship you're ready to go and that's sort of what i'm doing now with the australian supercross is like that's how i'm looking at it is like this is my time to prepare and I want to from my end goal like is the American Supercross you know mm. like that's what I'm working towards but to be successful with that I need to defend this championship like that's the goal to defend this championship but it's also like a mini preseason in a way like but I want to mm. win this championship but I'm also working towards America so it's like a good warm-up to go into America where we can keep the momentum going like I've already will have already done five races before I turn up to Anaheim 1. Yes, super and like where, super race fit. Yeah, and the, the, I think that's why you've seen a lot of Americans now explore a lot more doing these international supercross races and championships like Brayton. I think that's so cool. Like he comes over here. This is his third third year, fourth year. Fourth year, Yeah, so he's three-time Three champion. Three-time champ, yeah. And he goes over to back to America and he's already done so much racing like that those jitters are out he's race fit like he's ready to go you know by the time a1 comes around well it's crazy like you look about you look at him it was like three years ago mm-hmm. he was sort of drifting around in and out of good teams and stuff like that and then he comes over here has a solid program yeah gets on the hondas and then he goes yep i'm gonna do the honda thing again so then he starts racing mm-hmm. racing in america <clears throat> what he raced here and then ends up winning Daytona. Yeah. You know, and one of the biggest races that you can win <laughs> as I think he was like one of the oldest dudes to yeah. win a main event too. Yeah. And now he's got a factory Honda deal. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool. crazy. Eh? Yeah. I think a lot of people looking up to him, what he's doing, you know, I, I know from myself, you know, like it's pretty impressive what he's doing, you know, like it's, 
he's an older guy doing it and it's showing like even chad you know like older guy as well and our industry's changing a little bit like they're having longer careers and we're staying in it for longer which is cool and um but not only that like i, mean, I guess i probably look at it a little bit different like compared to the other guys that i race where they're sort of like i guess i look at them sort of like kids like they haven't experienced yeah. some of the stuff that i've experienced i'm doing it with a family as well you know like Dude, I look, I look up to Brayton. Yeah, I look at Brayton. I'm like, man, that's so cool. Like he's racing Supercross, traveling the world with a family, like having a good time with his kids and just and his wife and just racing a motorbike. Like that's so cool. Like that's what I sort of look up to, you know. So, mm. um, it's cool to see that, and it's something that I like. I idolize a bit. Do you reckon it's a coincidence that you win a championship after you have a kid? No, nah, no, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it probably just made me like um i don't know i won the championship anyway like before but yeah, i, I was just 15. more like i don't know it just probably brought me down to ground a little bit more being a bit more realistic about certain things and i don't know like it's cool that it's just it's totally different totally different championship totally different mindset to what i had in 15 to when i won the championship last year like I don't know i just think completely different <laughs> yeah because it's, it's so you know, like so different that there, there would be a crazy pressure like like that you'd put on yourself and it's like i'm sure that your whole career you put pressure on yourself yeah obviously to get to the level you're at you don't just get there by being like eh, i don't give a fuck no but when you've got a kid and you're a young dude and you're worried about it, it's not like we're in the early 2000s and everyone that's winning championships is making hundreds of thousands of dollars like mm. we're not there anymore no. So it's like, you know, I can see that there would have been a pressure that yeah. you would have felt, you know, to like light you up a bit. Yeah, there's there's pressure for that. But um, I think probably the biggest thing is like, like I, I keep going back to is like, I wasn't, I'm an overthinker. So like having Poppy as like days that I'm not riding, like I'm at the park with her, I'm doing doing swimming lessons uh, or something so like, like that. Your mind off so it. like, I'm not, I don't have time to think about anything else, you know, like the i go to the track i do my work i get home and misty's doing a yoga stuff like that's been the cool thing as well this year um it's like she's become a yoga teacher so like where's she doing that out of just in palm beach a ritual so like it's um i wonder if that's one ricky's got my my missus is going to now i think she literally just signed up there yeah so they just started one there and like it's a 250 hour yoga thing so like yeah. it's pretty impressive and that's something i've got like heavily involved with now oh, doing really? a lot of yoga as well and it's been a, a massive help for me just mentally but also like just i feel so much better about myself and the bot my body feels better but i just yeah it's i don't need to be doing heavy weights and stuff yeah. like that like I'm, that's not my body type like, that's just not how i roll but riding is a big impact on me so then doing yoga is like just body awareness and stuff like that it's yeah. so cool for me and just even muscles that I like, I didn't even think that I had. Yeah. It's like, it's got to burn. I'm sweating and just like, it's gnarly. But, um, so. How long have you been doing that stuff for? Uh, so Misty did it for six months. I think the course went for. So, start of the month. Uh, yeah, January, I think really? it was. So, have you made big improvements in your, like, your flexibility and shit? I've always sort of been quite like natural sort of flexibility. Like, I've yeah, always right. been quite lucky with that. But I just, uh, I th- biggest thing is just mentally like i just the i don't know it gets a bit if people aren't into yoga they sort of probably no nah, tell people because like, <laughs> i'm start i've i don't do yoga as such but like yeah 
with jujitsu, pretty much like flexibility is like make or break. Yeah. And it's not a thing that like all the, if you see any black belt mm-hmm. and you watch them, it's like, you go, holy fuck, they're so flexible. Yeah. But I think the average person, like my coach has been a black belt for fucking 15 years yeah. or something or 10 years. And it's like, he doesn't stretch, yeah. but he's been stretched while he's training so much that after yeah. 20 years of doing it, you get to be insanely flexible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm about to, I want to be like black belt flexible at, at a blue belt. Yeah. And for like push myself really hard. So I've been getting super into it. I haven't been doing yoga, but I've been doing, um, watching tons of dudes on like, so my goal is by the end of next year to be able to do the splits. Yeah. Okay. Can you do that? No, 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 nah, man, I'm a motorbike rider. I'm just constantly gripping the seat. Yeah, so there's see, like, that's why you should be, <laughs> yeah, I should be doing it. No, nah, my hips are like the biggest thing that I struggle with. Just that, flexibility. I'm, I'm the same, yeah. So, um, but yeah, just like, cause I don't it's not always, it's not always like with yoga, it's not always about just stretching, but it's like the strength side of it yeah, as well. Like holding the positions yeah, and breathing. And like, breathing is such a big technique in the yoga thing is like, um, I did a Wim Hof, thing i don't know if you've ever yeah, heard yeah, of hoffman yeah, yeah. but i did like a workshop for that the other day and whereabouts did you do that just at, at ritual as well like oh, they really? had a workshop coming Who to the gold coast that? uh johannes uh i forgot his last name johannes he's like a guy from the netherlands as well i think yeah okay and um like so you're doing the ice bar thing yeah but the meditation that we did before that like i've never ever experienced this really? before like, i didn't know what meditation was like i th- i thought i did like you do shavasana at the end of yoga where you lay on the ground and like after a workout and you just relax like you go into like nearly a, a sleep state but you're still aware this meditation man that we did like i've never experienced something so powerful and like energetic in my life like it's people probably think like it's mental or crazy or whatever but it's like we you do this breathing technique and so you just like you're like hyper oxygenating yeah so i don't know the actual science behind it or whatever but it's more like you are doing this breathing where you're just getting pure oxygen and you're blowing all the co2 out of your body and um so it's like a big breath in half breath out yeah Yeah. and um but then after you've done it for like 40 breaths then you have to hold it for 10 and then take another breath in and then short breath out and then for another 10 pull in another breath so it's actually breaking your what you think is capable of how much oxygen your body can take in i think that's the whole goal of is it that you push your body to another part that you've never experienced yeah and so after you've done four rounds of that you lay on the ground and like you start to it's like a hallucination i guess in yeah, a way you're sort of tripping eh? yeah and uh like there was there was heaps of other people in there and then like some of the things that people like there was a guy in front of me that just started swearing his head off like just going mental and i was like what's going on like other people are like hallucinating seeing all these like crazy colors because i guess they just got pure oxygen in the body and it's like i don't know i've never taken drugs but i'm guessing like if someone like was to say that's like for what the other people are experiencing i didn't experience what they did but like from what some of the other people were saying was like it was like they were in acid or from what i've heard people yeah, say yeah. acid is like is like they must have been tripping balls big time yeah. but yeah i was like i don't know i freaked out because like i guess i'm like you're, I like, you're a bit of a control freak. yeah i like to have control of my body yeah. and then like i'd like to know what's going on so 
um, when it was happening, like I was sort of starting to stress out and my fingers and my arms were all cramped up and I was like, they were rising up like up above my head and like, I just couldn't get them down. Like I've never experienced so big a cramps in my fingers and hands in my life. And like that for two days after my shoulders and my hands were so exhausted and sore from just this from breathing yeah and like it just cramped up and then as soon as i broke past that that point of like okay just let it go and like he come over and sort of relaxed me and got me to take a few like slow deep breaths i went into this like meditation that i felt like i was there for five minutes we were there for 40 minutes meditating really like it was so gnarly my hands were like stuck to the ground so much vibration i just feel like i was like my mind was like a little bit at ease like i was just fully recharging my hands were like stuck to the ground i couldn't pull them off like i had vibration going through my hands like it was so gnarly and like i haven't sort of like no one really knows that like that it's just a different thing that i've yeah. sort of come across this year because misty's involved with yoga so i've been like sort of looking into it and she tells me about certain things and yeah and then we did the ice bath stuff as well so like sort of like how was your experience with that yeah, I mean, I do like I jump over to P three and do the recovery yeah. stuff a little bit every now and then. So um, for me, it's quite quite cool. Like I've when we're in New Zealand, we go to this like um, like this natural springs that fall out of the. It's like in a national park near Josh's place, and uh, it's like crystal clear water, like so clear, but it's freezing because it's just all yeah, straight water. From, it's just snow, like yeah, essentially. Well, yeah, and it's all coming out from the middle of the mountains and yep. stuff all these natural springs and like i've jumped in that a couple of times for recovery man you like jump in that and you like lock up and you can't even swim to the other side like you like body goes into shock so like Mm. i experienced that sort of stuff and then doing that ice bath was like quite quite cool like it's just more how it recharges the body and just learning different things other than just the typical lift weights go for a run go for a cycle like i'm trying to be a bit more I don't know, proactive like a bit. Yeah, and yeah, and that's that's probably one of the coolest thing about what I'm learning from Misty. Just things that like it's so impressive, even what she's doing now. You know, like with the yoga, it's um, yeah, it's gnarly what she does. You know, like some of the positions I see her in in class, and like she'll show me some of the stuff she does, and I'm just like, hurry up! You know, not with more kids with uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, it's just like the strength that they must have to be able to get into those positions yeah. and stuff. You know, like it's just gnarly. Um, so yeah, that's that's cool, and I've been enjoying that. And they're all things that, like, I've I guess in a way I've like, um, yeah, I just try to like take up some other time. You know, yeah. like doing that sort of stuff and busy with poppy and then the times that i'm not like riding I'm, i want to spend that with the family and um just do things that we enjoy and at the moment me and misty are like quite into the yoga and all Dude, that sort I'm, of stuff so i'm all about it at the moment eh? like yeah. it's been and i've always been uh like i'm always got real into like doing the ma- like massage ball stuff yeah like i got a lacrosse ball and mm-hmm. i've always like mum actually did a massage course when we were young playing yep. sports so that she could like help us out and then i i just got real into it like I, i'd always do that sort of shit i love like i don't know i feel like i feel like if i actually didn't do this I'd, that's probably what i'd do yeah. it would be like massage and mobility I, shit yeah because it's so fucking cool and I'd crazy def- to see the differences that it yeah, makes what it does for your body and like just even after yoga like i know how much better i feel after like i'm gonna be on into yoga this week because like we're heading into round one like i need to get mm. in there just for my mind you know like it just 
I feel so much happier and healthier. Like uh, I just sort of let go of stuff when I'm going there. And I guess it's just the meditation. You sort of go mm. into ease, like a little bit of ease with the mind. And um, I think like at some point when I get some time, like obviously I'm racing full time at the moment, so I don't have a whole lot of time to do this sort of stuff. But um, I'd like to go do like a yoga course as well. Mm. Um, what Misty's do- doing, it's just something I never even really looked at, but like just yeah it's something it's one of those things man that like i've always loved like the human body the way it works and like just interested in fitness and health and stuff mm. like that you know so to find something and learn something else about what the body can do and doing something that's good for you as well like it's another thing that as well you know like with my coaching and stuff you know like it's that's another thing that i'd like to be able to offer as well you know at some point i don't know what direction that yeah, heads yeah. in or whatever but just to have more tools under my belt like that'd be pretty cool well you you think about it like with uh, you crash a bike right yeah what's what's gonna happen is your leg's gonna twist this way mm-hmm. and it's gonna hit a point where the muscles and ligaments and everything binds up and then it stops and then like something has to break yeah like there's got to be a breaking point whether it's your ACL, your PCL, what yeah. whether it's a ligament in your knee or whether it's a tib fib or whether it's a femur or mm-hmm. whether it's a, a humerus bone, yeah, like yeah. something has to be the thing that breaks. It gives, yeah. And it's like if you think about being like insanely flexible, like if you could do the splits yeah. with your moto gear on, mm-hmm. then it's like what's gonna like it'd take something crazy to then yeah. break your feet. Like you'd have to get hit with something mm-hmm. for it to break. Yeah, as opposed to like cartwheeling and you know like the way that you just fold yourself up into whatever direction like yeah and that's i think that's probably where i've been quite lucky in my career without dealing with too many injuries has been one of those sort of things is that like you're a flexible guy yeah and i was always active away from just riding a motorbike like as a kid like i was every sport that i could possibly get a hold of doing i was doing you know like i was i played football for such a long time and it come a point where i was like well do I go down the direction of football or do I go You're motocross? Too small for footy. You made the right <laughs> <call>. <laughs> yeah, so luckily I went with the motocross side yeah. of things. But um yeah, so like it's just I think that's probably where I've been quite lucky that I've been quite active and I've always been moving and um I've always I'm not like a big build either, so yeah. like my flexibility is quite good. But I also try to stay on top of that as well. Um, with a lot of stretching and, and Dean's also the super yoga into stuff. stretching too. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the most important things that an athlete can do, you know, like, yeah, the feeling you get from a good stretch is like unreal compared to like, oh, I mean, you do get the good feelings from going and doing like a big cycle or whatever, but man, just stretching and feeling flexible and light on the body, like light on your feet is just such a good feeling. So yeah, no, it's, um, no, it's cool that you talk about it because a lot of, a lot of people, uh, I think it's something that's overlooked. Yeah. It's something I've just been getting super into. I've actually got a guy, a friend of mine, Taylor, coming on the podcast mm-hmm. next week, and okay. he really like specializes in it. He trains, okay. he trains like Mick Fanning and a bunch of dudes right. with that Harley Clifford, like yeah. with that sort of posture and stability and mobility stuff. Yeah, okay. And like now that I've been getting more into it, I've just got so many questions for, yeah, you know, and like like my right hip is like I think there's something. St- stuck in there or mm-hmm. you know there's something wrong so now i'm like i'm on a bit of a mission to be yeah, like yeah. all right fuck what's in there like <laughs> yeah. how do i fix it because it's like that would be tight from probably something else mm-hmm. so it's like how do you i love learning about that that kind of stuff and i yeah. just think especially two men like because i'm getting older i'm 31 so it's like i want to be like i'm probably the fittest i've ever been now yep and it's like 
I'm like, oh man, like every year I want to sort of be a bit fitter. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, you look at Gawley. Yeah, I was just going to mention, like, look at Gawley, man. Like, like he's, he's a, a machine. Freak, eh? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think he's probably fitter now than what he was than when me, he was for sure. <laughs> when he was racing, you know, like that guy's a machine. Like the cycles he does and rowing and just out on the mountain bike, like he's got a such a full on program every time you're like, Golly, can I go get my braces sorted out? Oh, I'm just out on the mountain bike, you know, like yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Like, yeah, he's sixty, bro. Yeah. yeah, so he's just a machine. It's cool. It's cool though. Like he but, just loves it. Yeah, that like I look up to that shit now though. Yeah. Like I'd never I mean, I guess you don't think you just don't think about it when you're young, but yeah. like as you start to get older, I'm like, fuck, I want to be like insanely flexible. I want to be like yeah. super fit because I can feel, man, like I've got injuries now. Yeah. Like I've got like a torn meniscus in my knee. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna have to get that fixed at some point. I'm yep. gonna, like, and if you don't get on top of that shit yeah. now, then it's like, but the the time to do it is if you're 22, get on top of it. If yeah. you're 18, like get on top of it. And the thing that you'll see like all good sports people are flexible yep. they're like you know yeah it's i think it's it's one of the most important things that you can do if you want a long career and um you want to be healthy and able to get up off the lounge especially riding yeah. a motorbike you know you need to make sure you stay on it early and it's probably something that i'd like yeah uh, i mean as a kid i was always like i heard people say that sort of stuff yeah. you know like look after your body be like it's gonna get old and like i'm even now i'm like man that injury that i had like even my wrist they're just like i broke i've had two surgeries on my left wrist and my right wrist like i broke it at oz x last year in qualifying and um like still now it's just sore so like i can't imagine what in 10 years time what i'm what they're gonna feel like you know so like i'm trying to be active about that now and be on top of that sort of stuff but i think even for the the kids that are coming up through just even not even like the athlete side of stuff just just more maintain be, yeah, yeah just like, maintain your body like look after yourself because it's uh it's it feels good but it's also rewarding you yeah. know like in the long long term side of things it's a rewarding thing to look after the body early um when you probably don't think that you really need to but yeah you should do it well that's like dude i look at toby and i'm just like dude what the fuck are you doing yeah like he does nothing yeah i, I nothing. think uh like, like, his body's copped a a beating you know so maybe more than anybody yeah like his back and stuff like just from that that was in america i think it was like mexico yeah like man but he doesn't do anything (laughs) right yeah i'm like what are you doing yeah like you gotta if like right now dude i'm sore as fuck like i've trained every day this week and i'm like i know tonight i have to like yeah. it, it's become a thing that's in my head now like it yeah. ha- it has to happen yeah like i can't you got, not you do can, that shit yeah because you know what's in what's in store what's if you don't side, yeah. yeah like if i don't do this now like what's what am i going to feel like in two weeks time like when i'm trying to do something or like just even niggling injuries yeah. pop up you know so you got to be on top of it and look after yourself did you did you break your wrist last year in qualifying and then still race yeah yeah so fuck um yeah, it was you're a like tough. the silent little savage, eh? Yeah, like, it was, it was quite look, tough, but like you it was don't look um as savage as you actually. Yeah, are. because like I don't know, it was just so much shit going on at that race. Like the media hyped up the whole Melrose thing and myself and like. Why is that? Because the points were close, or well, like I think I had a 11 point lead going in, so it wasn't like you know when we go to indoor and there's only 12 guys on the line, like it's not too bad. Oh, point. did you? 
You fucking crashed on the metal ramp. I hit the, the metal ramp. ramp. Yeah, so That's qualifying. Right. So on Friday that night. That was huge, bro. Yeah, oh, first lap. I forgot all about <laughs> yeah. that. So first lap. How did you qualifying. do that, you squid? Yeah, I don't know. Like that turn was so slick. Yeah. Like you look oh, at Chad yeah, and all those went, guys. You just come out of it and was like, bop, 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 yeah, and just, you just high sided. Yeah, you. so it just high sided and threw me into that metal ramp. But yeah. first thing that like I just as soon as I hit the ground, I was like, oh no, my wrist, it's done. Oh, and like, really? I thought you. I thought that was gonna hurt your hip. Yeah, well, my whole just, right side was fuck, just destroyed. But you um, it. yeah. So anyway, I ended up getting up and just. I posted a time, was able to, I got my bike straightened up because I just destroyed that thing when it hit that metal ramp and went to a dead stop. Like it just didn't bounce and I didn't bounce. Like I just went to a dead stop in a mesh ramp. So got that cleaned up and I went P4 or something. Then that, that qualifying session got scrapped for the night. Like we didn't even use that anyway. Uh-huh. So the next morning I woke up and I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> I'm sore, man. Like, <laughs> so, uh, how bad was the break? It was like a lot of bone bruising and just small, like I had a little fracture in the back of it, you know. So, so it wasn't like a snap. No, nah, like the biggest thing was bone bruising. And that's why like I had, uh, I don't know, I saw the race safe guys and they helped me out and got, got through the event. They're so good. But at yeah, and they've been awesome, you know, like look what they did for my brother. Brought yeah. him back on the track, you know, and induced him into a coma there on the track and Fuck flew him really? out. really? So. Is that what happened? Yeah. No like, shit. got him back in the truck and put him in a juice coma there. So, um, Dude, without them, like, he'd be dead, eh? Yeah. No, 100%. He was gone on the track. They brought him back, you know. I like, didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, they're lifesavers, man. fucking heavy, dude. Yeah. Race safe uh, heroes, man, for our industry, uh, like, for our sport, you know. Like, those guys, every, like, man, I'd, I'd pay more just in entries, you know. Like, if we had to pay just a split fee. Like, I don't... I don't feel safe going to races when they're not there. Like, it's just, I don't like it at all, you know. Like, those guys need to be there. We're in a dangerous sport, and that's what it is, you know. So, um, they're, like, heroes for our sport, you know. But um, They weren't there before Kevy brought them in, eh, to MX Nationals? I'm not sure. Like, they didn't nah, do Supercross and stuff, did they? No, nah, I don't think so. I don't, I'm not exactly sure what year they started getting involved, but... Dude, it would have been around... Like, I probably wasn't 2012 even a or something, 2011, I reckon. or maybe 2010 yeah it was well dude they were there because um they were there with andrew and then luke so they would have been in since maybe 08 yeah that's a long time for a long time yeah Yeah, but they're worth every penny that we pay oh dude 100 um yeah and just getting back to sydney you know like that was i crashed into that metal ramp and i raced new zealand the following weekend and then i had like I didn't ride until February or something just because my wrist was just in so much pain. Just bone bruising was the biggest thing. That's something that, like, I'd rather... I would have been better off just breaking it. Yeah. Because I knew, like, if I break it six weeks, I'm good to go. But it was bone bruising. It just so wouldn't come the, good. why is the bone bruising worse? It just... You don't... There's no time frame on bone bruising. Like, it's just... It could be there for two weeks. It could be there for three months, you know? Like, it's just... It is what it is. Like, I don't, I don't really know anything yeah. too much about it. I just know that I had a lot of bone bruising in there and the inflammation in it just was gnarly. And I guess it's probably when two bones have clashed together. I don't know yeah. how it really works. But, um, yeah, and it just, everything was aching and sore. I just had no strength in it. And now even, like, it's just um, like a case to jump today. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> it's quite sore again, you know. So um, get some ice on it tonight and um, we'll be good to go. So it's just one of those things that you got to deal with. But, um, yeah, that was gnarly. Aussie X Open, they just like hitting that metal ramp. Everyone 
was like it was just a nightmare of a race i nearly didn't make the main event yeah like, what, what happened there i just bad start and then yeah i so going in the first turn, i actually didn't have a bad start i was like third in the turn but osby jumped off the single and like just cleaned me out and i cleaned out like heaps of other guys on the outside of me but it was just a bit average having that single there because you'd sort of break off it and guys would launch off it it's all in the first turn like you got mm. 12 guys trying to go over a single in the first turn like it was pretty gnarly um and yeah i just couldn't get back through the pack and end up going the lcq and only i got last position in the lcq like it was just <laughs> what a night it was like every time i was going into the whoops i could not hang on i was like dreading every lap i was like oh take a big deep breath before i go into these whoops and i'd like go into the second third whoop and i was like my hand was trying to let go and i was just like just got to get through the night and um i knew i was pretty safe once like maros didn't win those the first two events and those other guys were sort of throwing it in quite deep i knew that like i just had to keep finishing the motos you know so had last gate pick in the finals and i just did what i had to do to ride around and get the win but it was uh yeah like after the the championship that i had going you know like winning the first two rounds and then being on the podium and then just going into like i didn't i think i finished fourth at adelaide that was i hadn't been off the podium you know and um going to sydney and then hit that metal ramp and i was like oh shit this is gonna be a long weekend so we got it done though and uh was able to secure the championship and got it done have you always been just like insanely competitive because uh, it'd be pretty easy to give up after breaking your wrist. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's just part of the sport, the highs and the lows of it, and just like, that's what I've accepted being in this industry, like in this in riding yeah, a motorbike. Like, you know, not so. everyone will do that shit, you know. Yeah, but I I love riding a motorbike. Like it's such a cool job that I get to do, and like I dreamt of being able to do this as a job. So I don't know. It's just what you get, to, what you take, you know. Like I I probably weigh it up like. I'm living my dream of riding a motorbike for a living and supporting a family off that. There's going to be injuries at some point. It's not like, what, what do they say? If not or if, when. but when, yeah. Yeah, so it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I just, I love it and I just love riding a motorbike for a living. It's cool. Yeah, you can't really complain at that point. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, for sure. Um, what are you expecting with the US thing? So how's that whole deal going to work? So um, just Josh, Wardy, my wife, just we've all sort of come together and Yamaha as well. They've they've jumped on board and going to give uh, like help me out with bikes over there um, and just go over there. Like I just, I want to go over and enjoy it and um, do it because I love it. Like I, that's always been a dream to ride in America and race Supercross in America first of like i get to do that with my family and take them over there for two months and we get to experience that together as well you know so it's sort of like a mini holiday in itself but also i'm getting to race supercross how old's poppy now she's two and a half yeah so like at some point she's gonna have to go to school as well you know so like um all that's gonna happen and they're all things that i have to think about as well you know like the kids that i'm racing think about a phone bill that they've got to pay and i'm like they're pissed off (laughs) and they go over their data yeah so like they're all sort of things that i have to think about as well jats ain't thinking about (laughs) fuck all (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if a lot goes through him does it (laughs) through his mind but you know the craziest thing about him though like everyone thinks of him as just like the full larrikin like hey yeah. he's just fucking. that dude could tell you 
every dude that's ever stepped on a podium in any yeah, motocross yeah. nascar he's like, like he's, the, he's the nfl encyclopedia like he's one of them fucking smartest dudes yeah just like, on the, on our like on motocross and supercross like he could tell you like i, I even know as a junior when i was like man he's this kid's like never at school he's driving from cans every weekend <laughs> to go race you know and then turn up to a new south wales title like that's 40 something hours away so he's not at school but he's there <laughs> he knows everything about a motorbike and oh, insane, about our yeah. industry you know like who's won what and uh, so he's sort of done his like school through motocross <laughs> he for sure has yeah eh? it's pretty, so, pretty crazy um but yeah just like with the american thing it's you know i've got a job to come back here and do um but at some point i'd love like love the opportunity to race supercross for sure um but also it's, for me it's a dream and i'm gonna go over there and that's what i want to do um and if i can get to know some people and maybe in the following year I'd go race supercross championship that's what i'd love to do um but for now i'm going over there doing it with the team that's gave me a lot of success and the people that i enjoy doing it with you know like with josh and wardy and um do it with the family like it's uh yeah it's just that's something i want to tick off for myself you know line up at a1 and um hopefully get in heat one so i can be on the star line for that opening ceremony like that's uh, that's something uh i'm pretty excited about you know i just can't wait to be there i've seen it on tv and all that sort of stuff never been to a supercross race over there so that's insane eh? yeah um like your first time seeing opening ceremonies like regardless like you might if you're in heat two you'll be in the staging area which is in the tunnel Mm -hmm. so like you're going to be on the regardless yeah you're going to be on the floor for opening ceremonies yeah, at A1 yeah, yeah. for the first time you ever see yeah, it like gives me goosebumps a little bit because like that's just it's like, fucking cool dude. like I've seen it and I've always like wanted it so bad so like now to go and like I'm gonna go live that dream you know like dude, that's so cool The like just that national anthem yeah well you'll just be like <laughs> fuck like the whole stadium but even though, like so our last race will be San Diego like I'm which is a sick race yeah as well. so like Oh, I'm super excited for, about that because it's um, what is it the uh, uh, the military, military appreciation, appreciation round yeah. yeah so like for that even like that's going to be such a cool experience and I'm um, just watching that and like yeah. being a part of that you know like racing that and they just make a big show about it you know like it's it's going to be sick well where um, Petco Park is in um, like right downtown in San mm-hmm. Diego like yeah, it's right. such a sick like I've even watched the 450 main event from the uh, from a hotel room. Yeah, right. Like a, like a penthouse room yeah. that looked down on the track. Yeah, right. So okay. it's like it's the stadium's there and then directly across the street is like all high-rise yeah. um, hotels and stuff and then you just walk and yeah. you're in downtown San Diego. Like yeah, it's so super cool. That as well and then Misty... Uh, some of her family that she's never met as well is going to come to that that really? round so like that's going to be cool for her you know and um i've seen my daughter's excited to go to disneyland, disneyland again year, you know yeah. like we took her to disneyland when we went to japan and um yeah she'll be able to tick off disneyland in america as well so that'll be pretty cool just to experience those sort of things as well and do it as a family and just have a good time you know like the racing side of it is like that's what i want to do but also i want to have a family holiday with them guys and then it's just a bonus that i get to to race a motorbike while experiencing these things with them you know and we get to explore the cities when we go there and um they're just a massive part of it and that's like if i couldn't take them i wouldn't be going and doing this you know and that's going back to like the american thing like 
doing doing like racing in america the only way that i'm gonna do it is if they're with me <clears throat> yeah oh, there's no way like i've i've You've been there done that been there done that made that mistake and like that just they're gonna be with me and it has to be the right deal if i was to go the following year and try race supercross or whatever you know like who knows if that that happens you know but for me right now um my goal is to to line up on a1 and i've got results that are like positions that i think that i'm capable of of putting down you know and to get that though we have to tick off this um sx2 championship again so we'll keep chipping away at this we've had a, a good start like good pre-season for this leading in it our bike's good i feel good and um you know i feel like i've got the best people around me to do that job and you know we've done it before so we can why can't we do it again for sure dude well we just did two hours bro two hours yeah yeah goes right quick, eh? <laughs> yeah goes quick eh? yeah for um sure. is there anything any other stuff you want to cover or nah i'm just I'm I, I get nervous in here man like I don't know why. <laughs> any media stuff i get nervous with like i'm gonna say the wrong thing or do something but yeah nah it's cool I'm not thanks for to, having I'm not me stitch you up. nah i was <laughs> a little bit worried what sort of questions are you gonna ask me you're gonna put me on the spot about something i, I don't, don't know, know. <laughs> I, I feel like i just don't know that much about anyone though you know what i mean it's so good. it's like i feel like i can't really even put people on the spot because yeah. i don't really know what the fuck's going on nah it's cool thanks for having me on man nah, i appreciate, appreciate it, it. and yeah. it's uh it's cool to see what you're doing here and uh i'm, I'm pumped to be a part of it as yeah. well you know like it's not only are you in the motorcycle industry you're like you're doing other things as well which is really cool but it's um it's cool that we can sort of tie it all in and then the people that aren't aren't actually in our industry are like they'll listen to your podcast and getting involved as well and they're starting to look into it as well and they're probably like wondering what what this is all about as well so it's uh it's cool and i think like for yourself like what we were speaking about the other day like we just want to get more people involved and help more people and that's you're doing your part with your podcasts and i'm doing my trying to do my part with the coaching and just yeah being more available to those sort of people i think if we can just keep doing that sort of stuff um it can only help our industry and um give more jobs and keep us in a job for longer well man like i've been doing this two years now this mm-hmm. thing and it's like just feels super positive yeah like every time you know and even to connect with you like we haven't spoken like yeah. we've known each other for fucking over 10 years it's yeah like, you know you yeah. don't sit down and talk like this and it's mm-hmm. it's a that's a bummer yeah you know what i mean yeah. like no so that, that's talk a, more and so yeah, i don't know it's, it's cool. just see like a bunch of positives that that come out of this kind of stuff yeah and, and i think as well like people get more of an insight on what what like i'm about as well and yeah. what yourself are doing and uh, it just even the the athletes and just the average people that are coming in here and having a chat as well i think they get a bigger insight into what life's about and yeah. people's experiences and stuff like that so it's it's quite cool you know and everyone's got their own little story and it's quite cool to hear what so they're, you've got they've a, been, like, been through you have got a crazy story <laughs> like it's yeah. it's definitely been cool to sit and listen to you know what you've been through and like there's so <laughs> many people that would have quit by now dude yeah but you know that's uh it's uh yeah come back and fighting and in like for me i always knew that uh, like taught myself that with every low there's always going to be a high so um when did you figure that out though yeah i don't know 15, probably 15 was the biggest learning year for me you know yeah. come back from where i was i was doing it as a privateer and then to where my brother was and then to meet misty and win the championship and then 
be on such a high, everything's working awesome, then the designations thing just all went to shit. Then those two years after that, and then having, like, then my my daughter, and then winning a championship, and, like, it's just, like, life's always full of highs and lows, and it's just about how you handle them and how you bounce back from that, and I think that's what makes a person and tells a story about a person is how they handle that and fight back from it, you know, and for for myself, I think that was like, well, I've I've been handed this, you know, and yeah. I've been put in this situation. What can I do with it, and what can I show and prove to people I can bounce back from this? And that's just what I try to do, you know. Like, I had I've had options to quit, you know. Like, I didn't have a ride, and I had to spend all my money that I made winning that championship to go racing again. Like, fuck, how much did that hurt? <laughs> well yeah I'm look where I am now, now you know yeah like look where oh, I was a kid you know so like I didn't have anything else you know like I could have went and got a nine-to-five job mm. but would I have learnt what I've done and become the person that I have probably not mm. like I wouldn't have experienced half the things that I've experienced or seen the things or traveled or even met my, my wife you know like so poppy like there's just what will be will be and um there's a reason for everything that happens so you just gotta take it on and keep fighting well you're a super smart <laughs> dude for your age and everything you've been through and um thank you it's been fucking cool to talk to you man i've really yeah. enjoyed it and um, thank uh, you I'm excited to watch you in the supercross season and then uh over yep. in the u.s uh, have another aussie to cheer for which is always yeah. i'm always no, pumped it's pumped cool on. mate and thanks for having me on once again yeah we'll get you on after um the u.s stuff yeah that'd be awesome cheers Ooh, sweet cheers guys see you brother Thanks, bro. No problem, mate. Thank you very much. Well done. Oh, didn't realise we've been in here for so long, eh? Yeah, goes quick, eh?